Hello and welcome to a Movie Gains special. I am James and I am today's host. I am joined by Kyan and Nan. How are we doing, boys? I'm good. I'm giddy, actually. Giddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm giddy. <laughs> giddy. <laughs> I'm good, mate. That's good. That's good. So our special today is obviously covering the Academy Awards. An interesting one for sure. Um, but yeah, this is our first special episode covering something just specifically. Um, we just dedicate this period of time just to talk about one thing, and that is the Academy Awards today. And there is a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll just get straight right to it. Obviously, the big news, it's not the best picture winner. It is, uh, yeah. <laughs> a slap. <laughs> a slap. Chris Rock and Will Smith. So, yeah, um, yeah. Chris Rock made a, made a joke towards uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada, and mm-hmm. Will Smith responded with a slap. Pretty and much. then decided to cuss him out on stage live in front of everyone very loudly mm, twice and yeah no one saw it coming everyone you know second guessed whether it was staged or yeah. where it was uh you know genuine but you know as as news and you know information and videos are coming out you can see that this was actually and genuine we material. saw it live yeah. as well like we saw the whole thing like yeah. apparently it was censored in the states yeah they didn't actually see i guess parts of it we, we saw we saw the uncensored things yeah <laughs> so i was sitting there my eyes open wide i was like what like <laughs> is this a bit yeah, you know, yeah. Like- <laughs> and i was like wow these are two great like actors like going at it because if it was staged it was a master class in acting and you know give the best actor to both of them well the, you know it's funny you <laughs> well, say well, that. one of them won <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny you say that because you said you know two two great actors mm. i know chris rock's not a great actor if we know from spiral bro he's <laughs> fantastic <laughs> in that yeah but at madagascar bro like oh, his voice okay. acting <laughs> voice acting that's yeah true. his face though you know during during that uh, or after that slap rather I mean, I was convinced. I was like, okay, no, give this man an Oscar. Like, that is the reaction I would have. Oh, but yeah, no, that was just... That might be one of the greatest moments in Oscar history. And what what are your guys' thoughts on this? Like, I don't know. Was it great? Or was it sad? I, I, I think mean, it was shocking. It was more shocking. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. It is a bit of everything. It, yeah. I do agree. It's shocking. Like my jaw was wide open, and I was like, "What the fuck?" When yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I kind of felt like my stomach felt almost upset at seeing it. I was like, "This is kind of gross." Mm. Like this is like sad. Yeah, it's like seeing the. You know what, what's supposed to be the most prestigious thing ever? Um, mm. You know, in terms of you know, the top of Hollywood, the glamour, the glitz, um, kind of come down to this barbaric level where it's like someone walking up on stage and using violence. Yeah, and it it remind it gives me this like very vivid image of like when you see those videos of um, you know like political houses, you know like. Uh, where there's politicians like climbing and attacking each other and they're like, <laughs> screaming at each other and it's yeah. like is this are these the people that are running uh, you know this country yeah, yeah you yeah. know and they're all screaming and fighting uh-huh. it gives me that image um and it's like man it doesn't matter where it is how mm. prestigious it is it all just comes back to the same thing yeah. you know like this almost 
primal barbarism. Uh. It's it was kind of depressing to see, but at the same <laughs> time, hugely entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, furthermore, I think it's kind of ironic mm. that this happened. Like you had these actors come up on stage and they go, "I'm here to support the." you know, the horrible violence happening over in the Ukraine. Mm. Yeah. Ten minutes later, Will Smith comes up, uses violence on stage, and everyone's applauding. Yeah. I, I don't like, know. Oh, when, he, did, when he wins in the end. And then he wins. Yeah. And then, you know, and he, he does Standing this, ovation. this big emotional speech, and everyone's applauding and crying. And it's just the most, almost hilarious image of irony that you can see it's what hollywood is it is yeah yeah very much mm. oh yep mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's your> <laughs> yeah see i completely miss that moment i mean i was watching the oscars but i was also working at the mm. same time mm. air quotes <laughs> <laughs> and like i think i got a call when that moment happened and i could just see my phone blowing up from you guys just messaging be like yo did you guys see that and i was yeah, like yeah yeah no, i was like no i missed it what the hell happened oh you missed history mate. i missed yeah. history uh, there, there'll be a video out there somewhere but then like obviously throughout the day more news and shit came out so i read up upon that and i was like oof I don't yeah know. <laughs> it was like definitely shocking funny at the same time mm. <laughs> but yeah i mean i don't know i mean everyone was applauding will smith and will smith was like crying and stuff I don't know if the people in attendance at the theater knew that it was a bit or not. Because, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, I'd, I'd feel yeah, if- like, no, like if, if you watch the video quite closely, um, the people are sort of laughing. They laugh after he slaps him um, because Chris Rock tries to make a joke like, oh, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Yeah. And then people laugh at that. Yeah. And, you know, Chris Rock's like running with it. He doesn't know mm. that he's serious at this point in time. Yeah. And then you know it quietly like yeah it goes silent the once energy he goes silent but yeah. then, then yeah, or smith yells, starts yeah. railing off like he starts swearing he yeah starts, and it's loud yeah. yeah it is loud and 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 there's nothing but smith's voice echoing throughout that hall pretty and much. just dead silence yeah and then it, and then you know you see like um Lupita Nyong'o. Um, yeah, she was like shocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've seen like you know pictures of other you know celebrities' reactions to it. Nicole Kidman's just like, like <laughs> yeah. pe- people are just like <laughs> shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if it's staged or whatnot, um, they they clearly like don't know what's going on as well. Yeah. I mean, kudos to Chris Rock. I mean, he absolutely took it like a champ. The slap and afterwards, I yeah. mean, like he he just like like he was shocked. With the rest of us, and then he like mm. just he was like up there. And I was like, I oh, know I got a job to do, you know, like yeah, I'll yeah. finish doing this, but I won't be as energetic as I was when I first came on. Yeah, and so like yeah, congrats to him for like mm. following through and stuff, and not like retaliating and like yelling back at him or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably what a comedian. A comedian is all about control, right? You're yeah, controlling yeah. your joke, you're controlling your audience, you're controlling the narrative inside that hall, the energy mm. inside that hall. Yeah, and so Chris Rock's one priority right there is to uh, recalibrate after getting <laughs> clobbered in the face, yeah. <laughs> and 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 get the energy back on track, yeah, um, and away from whatever crazy shit that just happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, th- there's a point in that after after you know Will Smith's going off, you know, he he looks backstage and he's just like, oh, are we going to keep like continuing? He just gives that kind of 
look. Yeah. 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 And like, he just, he improvises so well in those moments. And I just, <laughs> I had to give it to him. I was just like, wow, like, you know, you handled that situation really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the joke he made is G.I. Jane. And G.I. Jane is a movie uh demi moore and she's sort of got like a buzz cut shaved head mm-hmm. um and you know will smith's wife jada uh she's i don't know the the you know the medical term for it alopecia or... yes I, I i think it's that yeah, yeah. and you know it's a, it's a hair a hair loss condition um and and she's been quite open about it on instagram and stuff like that and that she's she's struggling with it mm-hmm. um and he made a joke in in reference to that um so yeah it can in reference to to her losing her hair or that she had a shaved head she she had a shaved Shaved. head i mean it's it's kind of like the same thing you can look at it from both angles i guess and i I can i honestly i completely get her response of being you know feeling humiliated yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. um obviously i'm not going to endorse will smith actions of course but um will smith i mean um chris rocks you know joke do you do you think it was tasteless i'm i'm not going to ask if it condoned will smith's actions because obviously not and i think we all can agree on that because mm. yeah but like did chris rock take it a little bit too far a little bit too personal something that someone can't control i mean if you listen to most of his stand-up stuff he's said stuff way worse yeah like way way worse to people or things and stuff mm. i think it's a bit of a hard one Especially with the culture nowadays and <clears throat> everything, yeah. you know, it's just. I mean, yeah. I think personally, um, it wasn't distasteful. Oh, I think really? no. I, I think I've seen that a joke like that happen a thousand times before mm. at the Golden Globes, a thousand times before at any other award show where yeah. they've pointed some very, actually, very personal thing about mm. someone. Um, that they've struggled with. Yeah. And the person has just gone, oh, fuck, this is the cost of being a celebrity. Like, laugh yeah. it off. They laugh kind of it thing. off, yeah. they swallow it, and they move on. And the world moves on. Like, no one really remembers it. They just... Yeah. 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 I mean, mm. I, the, I the most... The, the one that comes to mind is probably the one where uh, Ricky Gervais is... Of course, it's Ricky <laughs> Gervais. Yeah. Um, he's, he's... He walks up onto stage and leaves his bear up there on the podium. And then Will, and then Mel Gibson is the next one to walk up, and Ricky Gervais runs back on stage and grabs his beer just in case. Oh, yeah. But he pretends like, oh, better take that away before Mel, Mel drinks it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as a reference to you know Mel, um, alcoholism, like alcoholism yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so these jokes. He planned that. Had- What's that? He said he had a plan that. Like he would have known Mel Gibson would be running out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gervais would, if anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And I think these jokes have been happening for years, for mm. decades. Yeah. In fact. yeah. Um, it's just now it's being drawn attention to. You know, now it's the one joke where the celebrity walks up on stage and punches someone and everyone is drawn attention to it. Yeah. And they've gone, mm. oh, was this the time where it went too far? Yeah. No, it's, you know, quote unquote, gone too far hundreds of times mm. over decades. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if Will Smith didn't slap mm. um, Chris Rock, then I'm pretty sure everyone would forget about this joke come tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Except for maybe the, Jada Smith. Yeah. yeah. See, the problem with me, the, the, um, not the problem with me, the problem with um, Will Smith and whatever he, he did here is that, you know, he, he laughed. 
Yeah, he did. He yeah. laughed at the joke. You watched the video. He he mm. laughed, and you know, Jada, she didn't. She obviously didn't like it. Um, but he he laughed at the thing. So it's like you you're standing up for something that you laughed at. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, your actions here—they're not really like that genuine you just feel that obligation to yeah so so what likely happened was that um you know will smith laughed at the joke uh, probably like he was obligated to yeah and then she didn't laugh and perhaps i don't know she said something or perhaps will turn to her and saw that she felt distressed by it yeah and then he you know the rage built up in him and he decided to do something about it and that was to walk on stage and punch chris rock in the face it, it was a slap, by the way. Okay, yeah. okay, a slap. Yeah, I, I saw some video where they slowed it down and okay. like yeah. zoomed in. Yeah, um, doesn't make it any better, of course. No, it, and it doesn't. You're still laying your hands on someone without their consent, and yeah, you know. I'd like, actually love to know, like, Chris Rock's thought process when he saw Will Smith walking up towards him. I thought he was like, gonna. I, like, I'm, I'm ugh. certain Chris thought that Will was walking up to do uh, a bit with him more. Yeah, because he, he was having a laugh, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he even continued to joke after the slap. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just how... He, <laughs> he's, he seems to be a master at improvising. And he, he absolutely has my vote to may, host may, next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may, maybe if he's in a future movie, just don't give him a script. He <laughs> <laughs> should be on that Netflix, uh, you know, improvising. Oh, show. the um, Mur- Murderville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. That. Yeah, I think um, I think he sh- they should probably make some jokes next year if Chris Rock does host about putting up <laughs> barriers um, in front of the stage to prevent angry people from getting offended oh. by jokes and assaulting whoever's on stage. Opens up with a boxing rink and Will Smith's <laughs> there in the corner. <laughs> oh, that's gold. 95th, let's do it. Yeah. Hi, oh, Chris Rock. It's just, I, I, I still, like, my brain's telling me not to believe it, like, it just feels like such a surreal moment. Like what you were telling me before about this is the most prestigious event of the year for film. Yes. Period. Yeah. And I, I'm hundred or I'm 99% sure this has never happened before. Mm-hmm. This is just like, Oh yeah. It's just watered down into this like almost barbaric thing. I think, yeah. um, I think the the yeah, the weirdest thing for me was just the the, the crowd's reaction. Like mm. when you think about the crowd and how they were reacting, where you know Will Smith apparently went backstage with Denzel Washington and, and spoke with him, and, and Tyler yeah, Perry as well, and Bradley Cooper was there too. Afterwards. Yeah, and they were like, I, th- I guess they were like condoling him, or well, he well, he yeah. he was wiping away tears apparently at that point. Yeah, um, I guess it's like a, a little mi- mixture of you know overwhelming emotion and sort of i think he would feel a little bit regret at that point like oh sh- yeah. oh shit i just did that yeah what yeah. have i done yeah sort of yeah yeah because you gotta remember that this is like this is where i take the most issue with this is being you know this is live in front of millions of people yeah you're talking about 50 million plus watching this at, at once mm-hmm. that's a, that's heaps and you just did that and <laughs> And the whole world is talking about it. Like, all of Twitter, no one is talking about Coda winning Best Picture. They're all talking about this. Yes. Mm. I, I have a um, separate, you know, Twitter account from my Movie Games one. I'm on that. That's just all basketball accounts that I follow. And I yeah. um, I just keep up with the news um, on, you know, on basketball and all that. They're all talking about it on there. <laughs> I can't escape this news. And 
you know, if you are one of the producers of the Oscars and you make money from the ratings and the numbers of people who view the Oscars, you got to be pretty happy yeah, and chuffed yeah. with Will Smith right now <laughs> because he got you views. I mean, <laughs> but at the same time, though, it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like... I, I view the Oscars in the same way I sort of view something like Apple, where it's like, oh, it's this image of prestige. Mm. But then, and then, and then you realize, you know, oh, look, Apple just got hacked and all their files got released. And then they look like rookies now. <laughs> yeah. They look like rookies. They, their, their brand image has been soiled. Mm. Um, yeah, great. They're in the news. But, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that like, it's nothing but bad for the Oscars. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, I think it's bad news. Yes. Um, I think once all the sort of like, you know, the memes, the laugh, the sort of shock horror nature to it, once those sort of reactions, you know, fade away, it's going to be like, you know, Will Smith, he just assaulted someone on yeah. live TV in front of people. Yeah. And that's going to be that's going to be the main narrative at the end of the day. And there are going to be, there will be changes, you know, repercussions, some sort of discourse coming from this where it mm-hmm. results in some sort of change or effect towards the Oscars. So, and then he yeah. also won Best Actor after that. Yeah, yeah, he won. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, you were saying you were saying in our little group chat that you know he's lost it. They're going to change it. I think they yeah. should. I thought they should change it. Can mm. can they change it that fast? Um, it would be a very bad. It would be look. a retraction later on. I think mm. once the the car, the vote is cast, there's mm. nothing they can do about it. It's up to. It, they try to keep it as like, yeah. um, uh, basically like a, a, a political vote. Yeah. Where you I mean, can't affect yeah. it. I'll, I'll straight up say that he he should have won it. If he won it fair and square before or after it, he won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just fair. Yeah. Um, but like. In terms of you know moral principle, no, he. I think he, that he should be taken it. away from him. To be honest, I think yeah. it should be taken away from him because I think when you when you allow that to happen mm. at your award ceremony, you're condoning that behaviour. Yeah, you're condoning. Okay, um, if you go up on stage and you say something wrong, mm. um, someone might come up and assault you in front of millions of people. Yeah, what message does that send? What message does that send to? to you know all the kids who have watched smith's movies and look up to him and look up to his characters absolutely what does it say about his actions yeah where, where he walks up and he and he uh assaults yeah. someone for a, for a mean comment and then just wins an oscar and no no accountability at no all. accountability you know and, and we're just hearing news right now that uh, uh chris rock he's not you know filing any police charges towards it yeah i mean nor, nor do i think he should I, I think i think this needs to be dealt with and will smith should be held a little more accountable i just don't think the police report is the way to do it yeah. um we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens but um yeah will smith you know you are the catalyst of this king richard movie you know in terms of the award season king richard was hanging on him winning best actor mm-hmm. mm. he's embarrassed the crew he's embarrassed the studio the producers the williams family his family yeah he's yeah. embarrassed them you, you've you've made that award a joke mm-hmm. you're a, you're a joke you're an embarrassment yeah he he's just i i just yeah like in, in all seriousness you made that award mean nothing yeah because of your actions and 
you know, just yeah. It's 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 like that's a, my se- that's my serious take on it. Yeah, I can like laugh a, at it, but yeah, a, 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 it's a, like obviously this is a bit exaggeratory, but it is in some essence a bloodstained award. It's it's like one that is marred by his violent act. Well, I mean, absolutely, because you know the best actor award being announced was now the most anticipated you know, award to be announced because we all knew Will Smith was going to win it. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen when he wins it. Is he going to apologize? Or is he going to do this and that? Mm-hmm. And everyone just watched it because of what he did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there could have been two different headlines. Well, it's going to be the same headline from one of them, but mm. this is his first Oscar and he was going to win it. But this is just going to be marred by the slapping headline, which everyone's going to go to. Yep. Which, and and he may very well not keep this award for more than a week, more than a day. We don't know yet, but he may just keep it. Maybe the Academy rolls over. I'd be stunned if they took it away. Um, Really? Yeah. I mean, like, because we haven't seen it before. I was about to to say, has this ever happened before where the Academy is just taking it away? Or recent memory. I think it has. Polanski? I think it perhaps has for Polanski, but I, yeah. I can't say for sure. But I, I think there has been, there have been people where it's been taken away from them. It's been retracted. Oh, wow. Yeah, There's going to be some very interesting developments with this. I mean, this is, you know, it's unprecedented. It's uh, it's it's shocking. It's, it's funny in its own way. Uh, yeah. It is. It's like this weird kind of mm. depressing but ironically funny situation where it's like yep this is the state of things and should we expect anything more from the past two years of what life has given us recently yeah. and you know just uh, yeah alluding to what you're saying before about the whole U- ukraine and you know how hollywood speaks out about that and you know a lot a lot of ukraine and russia conflict is met it's it, it words met with violence kind of thing mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened today in hollywood when they speak out against it you know the hypocrisy yeah. of it is funny yeah i um, think i think it's also kind of ironic that um chris rock was using a podium to uh, enact his uh, free speech in a sense to mm. make a joke yeah um and then someone comes on stage um and acts violence against him and everyone claps and applauds and cries and oh, yeah. and <laughs> Honestly, p- part of me felt sick watching it. Mm. I thought it was kind of hilarious and shocking, but part of me felt sick. And, yeah. You know, I, I can see why some of those, uh, the people in that crowd, perhaps, they had tunnel vision. You know, you're, you're in this big podium. Mm. You're around all these people. You're not, you don't really have much access to the internet because you're so in the moment. Yeah. Um, and you're not constantly checking Twitter and all the, all the sites. Mm. Yeah. And, um there's a good chance that whatever's happening on stage might be a bit and you don't know. Yeah. And you don't want to act like you don't know. So, okay. Maybe, maybe the people on stage, um, did believe it was staged Mm. until Smith came up crying and explaining a situation to everyone. Yeah. And, Mm. and people just took it in and believed it and, you know, took it, took it, but they bought it. Mm, they bought yeah. it yeah all the actors they bought it and they and they clapped yeah the thunderous applause like the prequels say <laughs> oh I knew, I knew that was gonna come up um <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean that that's obviously the highlight of this whole <laughs> oscars run here i mean 
we were all kind of in and out of the entire show itself. Do you guys have any other thoughts, you know, on the other aspects of the show that... Uh, uh, on other aspects pilot. of the show? Yeah. Like the, um, you know... The hosting. The host. Yeah. What do we think about that? From what I saw, because I... What I saw, it seemed like each host had sort of for... Like, they all have a role, but they had a specific role. Like, mm. one was comedic, like jokes and stuff the other one was skit based yeah and then the other one was just a little bit more serious but funny mm. sort of yeah so it, it sort of made the hosting a little bit more like uneven it wasn't like consistent in terms of tone and stuff no. i mean some of the bits were funny like amy schumer just like dropping up from the sky mm. as dressed as spider-man with like little uh what's it called break out or oh, the like silly silly string yeah silly yeah. string stuff yeah. that, that was pretty funny mm. everything else before that wasn't yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, oh her, sorry. Her line against Leonardo DiCaprio was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually I didn't like that. I thought that was really uh, that was kind of a tasteless joke as well. Oh, do you think? I so? mean, like laugh it off. Sure, it's not one to go up and Leonardo shouldn't have gotten up and slapped her in the face for it. <laughs> it's not that bad. That, that would be a different story if that happened. <laughs> oh, man. It would be more yeah. like Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you miss. Um, humanity is like its greatest, you know, foe right now is climate change. Yeah. And she's like, respects Leonardo for that. And then just, you know, it ends in an insult. It's just like, yeah, like, I mean, it's when you say that though, because yeah. Ricky Gervais did the same thing, you know, at the yeah. Golden Globes. He said, um, you know, oh, by the time, by the time these Golden Globes are over, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio would have dumped his girlfriend and gotten a new one. <laughs> I mean, a year younger. They and, are you know, funny, but like, yeah, they're funny. Yeah. And and to be honest, I think these these sorts of jokes are completely fine in the in the sense that every single media news media outlet is already doing it. Mm, it yeah. It's it's out in the open. Yeah, everyone knows. Everyone's doing it anyway. Yeah, so there's almost no harm in doing it at the award ceremony. Um, and at least at the awards ceremony, you can display to the world that it doesn't get to you. Yeah. You have that opportunity to be like, I did, don't care. Did he attend the awards? I actually never saw him. I don't think he did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess mm. that, I guess that's not as bad, but like, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of mixing climate change in with, cause he's actually doing quite a bit. It's more right. than the average, more than probably anyone there for climate change. Probably. So I thought yeah. it was a little bit like target a different angle with the whole girlfriends and you know the young girlfriends kind of angle with it i have no problem about that but like mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh just not the way to target leonardo dicaprio i feel yeah that's just my opinion on that mm. i mean i don't have a huge problem with it i just i think that you know the, the most distasteful thing of the night was was the encanto dance <laughs> really more than the slap <laughs> yes more than slap <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree with that, that what's, was... what's even more distasteful is that they did uh, we don't talk about bruno rather than the actual song that was actually nominated for an oscar right i'm um, not nah, i'm pretty sure they did that oh did they they did so they yeah. just added this in as extra yeah, yeah it's popular but yeah because they yeah because it got to number one <laughs> fucking stupid i think they actually did um do a big dance number last year at the oscars where they climbed up on people's tables and last year when I saw that, I was like, can you, like, get off that person's table? That's, like, <laughs> kind of annoying. Yeah. And, and like, and, weird. like, I don't want to say it's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, because it's like, they don't own the table, whatever. And, you know, they're just there to collect an award. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, 
hey, I'm sitting here. It's not your dance floor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't want cameras pointing at me while your while your dance crew, you know, spin around half a foot in front of me yeah you know like <laughs> it's a little bit too close like yeah. personal space you gotta yeah. respect that just kind yeah. of back off a bit like yeah. stop with your your exaggerated dance numbers and getting up and close with the celebrities just yeah let them sit down collect their award like mm. the, the good actors they are yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean like that's not even the biggest problem i have with it it's the fact that you know we don't talk about brenda they sang about 30 to 45 seconds of that you know at that song and mm-hmm. then they went into a little bit of... They went into a rap. <laughs> and the rap yeah. was all about the Oscars and Hollywood's biggest night. And I'm just like, what What are you doing? Like, what is this? This is yeah. the most dumbest, stupidest thing in the world. At least open with that. Like, why would you have it in the middle of the show? Like, you should open with it at least. But oh, Yeah, just, I believe... Um, what? I believe the Golden Globes actually opened with a La La Land... Um, yes, we, we watched this, I think. Yes. Yeah, and it was like a, they had, um, you know, the whole arrival, um, you know, gear on them. and Yeah, it was an opening to it. It was yeah, quite yeah. neat, actually. It, it was it was neat. It's a nice little opening. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you just open up. You just present <laughs> a song that wasn't even nominated just to get more views, really. It's yeah. just, it's sad. It's weird. Um, and you know, they're, they're in this whole entire show. They're, you know, talking about Golden Globes as if it's gone. I think Oscars are going. I'm, yeah. No, there's not much good reactions from the show. And the ratings are dropping rapidly. And that's why, you know, um, ABC, is it ABC? I think so. Yes, they do this. Um, and, they cut out, I think, eight categories yeah. to... It was really weirdly done. But mm-hmm. they cut out eight categories um, prior to the show and then just, you know, edited it. Yeah. Sprinkled it in. During the show. Yeah. And and it was to, you know, reduce screen time so, you know, more general audiences could come on and enjoy the fun. Guess what? It was longer than last year's show. <laughs> yeah. So, you're, you're, not, you're not even respecting the people that are going to win this award. Just, yeah there needs to be a complete overhaul with the Oscars. It's it's not working. And you're getting someone going up and slapping a host <laughs> or yeah. a presenter. Literally doing going up, something yeah. new, different, complete overhaul. I want to see something different. Make it the prestigious Academy Awards that I know. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it should, the Academy mm. Awards should be very sanitary and boring, in my opinion. I don't know they, about boring. I think. I mean, yeah. I think boring is the right word because yeah. I think that the the more you dress it up and mm. this this energy yeah. of of we're fun, we're a hilarious comedy part comedy part award show, the more you kind of decrease the uh, pres- prestigiousness of the award. Do you have like the a value? specific? Um, what'd you say? Sorry, the value. Yeah, the value yeah. in a sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you guys have like a specific Academy Awards that was like your favorite that you can remember? <sighs> Can't remember. You know, I mean, I remember Ellen's. That's that, about yeah, it. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Because it kept the class, it kept the prestigiousness of it, but mm-hmm. it, it had little skits sprinkled out in between, you know, the the Oscar selfie. Yeah. Where it had like, you know, nine or ten actors just in a selfie. You, you, you wouldn't expect that, especially at that time. Where, you know, selfies were kind of like upcoming kind of yeah. a th- trend kind of thing. Mm. And it had like, you know, 
uh, pizza delivery people just bringing in pizzas. It, yeah. Fun little skits sprinkled up between, but it, it kept the class. It kept, you know, the humor being consistent and just, you know, well paced. And, you know, it, it supported the craft of filmmaking, all this kind of stuff. I think, I don't think it has to be boring, mm. but you you have to keep the class in there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's probably a sacrifice sort of thing, probably as well. Like they, they, they require a certain amount of piz- amount of pizzazz inside the show itself in order for it to sustain ratings. Yeah, and so realistically, they can't do it without that. But I think if ABC are finding that they can't sustain the Oscars without, you know, the appropriate ratings, then the Oscars need to move into a more uh, open source, um, you know, publicly funded sort of mm. arena where it's That's a combination of the studios funding it oh, yeah. and um actors and other things like that you know maybe call it the academy awards fund or something like that where oh, you yeah. know it's a it's a collective mm. as opposed mm. to um something owned by a company that's very um, like, yeah no that's a nice little neat little idea there mm. um but you know talking about the Oscars right now and just how they're trying to, you know, sustain ratings. Um, they try to go into sort of the, the popular, the, the general <laughs> audience here, you know, where I'm going with <laughs> <Yeah>. this. Um, <laughs> they've introduced two new, two new, like little mini categories, a little slideshow they play during the Oscars. And the first one we're going to cover here is the Oscars cheer worthy moments. Oh. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, the um yeah you know fans could vote on the most cheerworthy moments of films in history ever in history yeah not, so, not for the year yeah so these are this is fact this is objective um these are the top five cheerworthy moments in film history number five bullet time by the matrix fourth and I am telling you, I'm not going. Dream Girls, three Avengers Assemble, Avengers Endgame, the three Spider Man team up is second. The Spider Man No Way Home, and number one, the Flash enters the Speed Force in Zack Snyder's Justice <laughs> League. What's really funny about about that number one is that it didn't even release in cinemas, and no one cheered for it. At least with Endgame and Spider-Man, you had fucking fireworks going off in cinemas in India and, like, people actually cheering for the shit. Mm. (laughs) So that's real funny and, like, yeah. Restore the Snyderverse, I guess. What I love is... Oh, don't say it. (laughs) What I love is how recent so many of those movies are where it's like yeah three yeah three of them are like movies that came out within the past sort of two years yeah it's like oh yeah the past two years or like through most of the movies in the past three years are the ones that are most cheerworthy it's like come on <laughs> so like, get real. i can understand yeah. in game i can understand that it. yeah that one's a big one i mm, think yeah. that's worthy of being top five and when yeah. we talk about cheer worthy i think that adventures assemble is I can understand the three Spider-Man team up. Um, yeah. I mean, that's been built up. Um, Bullet Time by the Matrix. Cheerworthy. I'm not sure, but definitely a significant moment in film history. Yeah. I haven't even heard of Dreamgirls. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I know about Dreamgirls, but I've never seen it. Um, I'm, and- I'm surprised. If you haven't seen it, then <laughs> yeah. who has? Because like- <laughs> <laughs> you've seen everything ever made. <laughs> 
to be honest, when I saw that clip, I was like, mm, nope, doesn't ring a bell. And it's a cheerworthy moment. It must have some kind of like a meaning to a group of people that's very active on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the flash into Speed Force. Uh, lost for words on that one. Really. I think it's the perfect one to win because it, it really it really fits well with Will Smith going up on stage and solving someone. <laughs> It's the exact timeline that we're in. It feels like, yep, this is an alternate universe. But, I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, The Oscars should not have done this. And I hope they don't do it again because it's just stupid. Really stupid at this point. Um, But, you know, the Oscars aren't done yet. They have to include an Oscars fan favorite movie. And, you know... Obviously, this is because Spider No Way Home didn't get a Best Picture nomination, which Marvel was and Disney were campaigning for. Um, so <laughs> they introduced the Oscars fan favorite, and again, we are we're greeted by some very interesting results. Uh, at number five, we got Tick Tick Boom. That's an understandable, nice choice. I thought they got nominated for Best Picture. It did. Oh. Yeah, it did. Mm. It did. Yes, it did. Yep. Mm. Um, yep. We got Spider No Way Home at fourth. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was meant to win this, but three we have Mini Marta. Um, Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. It's a Johnny Depp indie movie that I think I saw a study. I think nine people in the world have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, Johnny Depp's got a big and loyal fan base. Uh, two is the Cinderella movie, which. Stars Camila Cabello, that one. Yes, My yes. Also a little fan base. Uh huh. Because but... the flash dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but it wasn't greeted well, you know, on a critical acclaim level. Um, and number one is. No one can guess it. It's uh, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. I remember seeing us. Uh, briefly, when I went back onto the Oscars, I still remember seeing a clip from Army of the Dead. I was like. Is this a nominee for like a fan favorite thing? And I kind of clicked off it. Yeah. Um, so Snyder sweeps the fan <laughs> awards. <laughs> what's real I mean, fun? Sorry. What's real funny about this is that the Oscars made this category for No Way Home, and it ended up losing <laughs> last year. They swapped Best Picture and Best Actor around, thinking Chadwick could win. Yeah. And he didn't. Big moment. So this is like back to back years where they've tried something new, and it just blew up in their face, pretty much. I mean, is anyone here surprised that the fan base from from Snyder managed to? I mean, I won't give them sole credit, but they but they largely managed to push a a, a remake of a film in a sense. I mean, that's pretty significant. I'm not surprised. It's one both. It's funny. I have no other reaction to it than yeah. that. I mean, like just. I mean, I get the whole fan bases around, you know, Army of the Dead, Cinderella, and Minamata, but like Spider-Man No Way Home, you see the box office, you see the love that movie has. I thought, I actually thought at the end of the day, you know, it's going to have the general audience at its side. So Mm. it should, the numbers should add up and it should win. It doesn't even beat Minamata, bro. Like I've never heard of that film. And I'm very shocked as to how it ma- <laughs> how it made third over Spider Man, like a popular yeah. comic book character. I think you'll find that um, Marvel fans across the internet aren't aren't anywhere near as militant as DC fans. No, but I mean, like even beyond Marvel fans, Spider Man Nowhere Home registered with 
the general audience, everybody. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong, but the general audience aren't on Twitter wanting to go into polls and stuff. I think it yeah. really comes down to yeah. the militant fan base. and Especially online is what you're talking about. Especially yeah. online, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Twitter is a place where you know, Snyder fans thrive and Reddit. Was, sorry, was this voted on Twitter? Not like, not like the Oscars actual website. <laughs> that's, that's the rocky mistake there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you could have, for the Oscars fan favourite, I don't know about cheerworthy moments, but for Oscars fan favourite, a person could have up to 20 votes per day if they tweet a movie name alongside a certain hashtag. That's it. That's the criteria. Wow. To enter the Oscars. For that to be played in front of, you know, the most prestigious, you know, best, most talented, you know, celebrities yep. working today. Like, okay, here's my question. It's just, do they get an Oscar? No, 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 no. They just get the acknowledgement, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Zack Snyder's cheering at home, bro. He's got his, he's got his arm pumping. He's, he's, he's hyped. He's like, yeah, I'm a two-time champ right yeah. now. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I suppose you could. I mean, technically, you could put on the front of your Blu-ray cover, Oscar fan favorite. <laughs> you could, you could you actually, you could actually put that. Yeah. Um, but if if they got an Oscar for this, I don't think I'd ever watch the Oscars again. <laughs> no, come on. Like, I mean, you see these answers here, like these results, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, I I feel they might not get an Oscar, but they'll get an award, like a plaque or something. To commemorate it, I, oh. I suppose that's what I feel is what they'll get from it. But it's like a Twitter thing. Like, at least make it like you have to register on the Academy Award official website. You place your vote and that's all you get. Yeah. Kind of it's thing. It's like a very, like, tracked based on your IP address. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you yeah. just It's just specific. You get one vote and you're done. Yeah. I, I just think that should be it. I don't know why it needs to be, like, some sort of, you know, social media kind of award, which is what it is. It's it's clearly for ratings, yeah. Um, and you know, there's probably not much much more to it than that. Mm. And who knows? Maybe it worked. Maybe it, it helped their ratings, but um, it also made them a little bit of a laughing stock. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things the Oscars that made them a laughing stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, on the Academy's yeah. part, you can't fault them. Like, you can't hold them accountable for Will Smith walking up. Nah, nah yet. No. that that yeah that was you know self-inflicted on will smith himself but we are going to get into some official kind of uh you know a little bit of serious talk now we've had a few laughs at sort of the the oscars and sort of (laughs) all the events that transpired but you know we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into the categories so i'm just going to go through uh all the categories here i'm going to say the nominations and say who won Pretty simple. So, uh, first up we're going to cover is Best Production Design. You know, so the nominees for this one was The Tragedy of Macbeth, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and Dune. The winner for this one was Dune. Any thoughts? Interesting. I mean, I think what Dune's... Dune has snagged a lot this... Six. Six? Yeah. That's a lot. That's um, a lot, yeah. They've snagged a lot. And, you know... Best production design. Um, I personally feel it could have gone between Dune and someone like Nightmare, something something like Nightmare Alley. Oh, really? Um, just because I think that Nightmare Alley has a very sort of Art Deco style to it that I really liked. It was it was very good. It was yeah. beautiful mm. to mm. look at. Um, 
that being said, it wasn't at the scale of Dune. You know, Dune's scale was massive. Yeah. It had a lot of costuming to take into account a lot of different cultures. Mm. Um, and, you know, you had these very eclectic characters throughout there, the ones that, you know, had powerful voices, ones that were, you know, villainous and obese, ones mm. that were just warriors. You know, you had all sorts. Mm. So I think that this kind of makes sense. I'm talking about costuming a lot. Yeah. production design largely More is just the set the design locations yeah. all that kind of stuff the, the, the sets and locations yeah i think what i just see kind of applies largely to it still sets. does yeah um but um probably it's really the scale of dune that i think is the most impressive part and that's probably why it got the win because yeah. it's you feel this immense scale when you're looking at it mm. um and you know the the locations they shot on i think i remember the screenwriter talking in an interview about um, how he would just sit in a hotel for 90% of the shoot. But, you know, all the actors and all the crew were out in the desert, like off in the distance yeah. um, shooting. But he was like in a hotel, like writing and like rewriting <laughs> and everything like that. Oh. Um, and he only got like two opportunities to like go out in the desert and, yeah. and actually look at the set. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's kind of, um, it's kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. Like, that, that whole energy that that dune provided and i think the award is well deserved that's fair i agree i i was pretty much tossing it between dune and west side story for this one (laughs) yeah (laughs) shocked on dane's face right now because he knows i'm an advocate for not liking musicals but yeah like pretty much kind of just said everything like it's Mm. well deserved it kept like the production in this film capture the scope and size of this film and i'm sure come dune too it's going to do exactly the same. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, D- Dune, you know, it establishes its world quite quite uniquely, you know, through the design of its uh, its buildings and, you know, props and vehicles and all that kind of stuff. You fully get immersed in that world, and I think mm. production design is a big part of that. You know, I read quite a bit on the production design side of things and um, how they translate the history of its world through, you know, its set design and having sort of you know, markings on the wall and stuff like that. It's just really intricate stuff. I think it's completely deserved. I, I think stuff, you know, Nightmare Alley, as you said, all of these are worthy nominees at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I, if, if I was an Academy Award, I would have put Doom myself. I thought that was, it was really good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 I don't think there's much to say about it. It's like, you know, and, and many of these categories that we're seeing, especially the visually, visually based ones, you'll mm. find that it's like, um whatever had the most impressive scale and like interesting beauty and stuff that you hadn't seen before is probably what will win yeah 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 um but yeah moving on to best film editing nominees were don't look up the power of the dog tick tick boom king richard and dune and dune is our winner (laughs) again yeah that surprised me to be honest, me too. yeah, because mm. I, I, I've sort of come across a lot of people that felt very conflicted about Dune. Mm. They felt like oh, I didn't really get the pace, um, you know. And these are people who, you know, actually like slow-paced films yeah. as well. They don't mind them, mm. and they're like, the pace was just all over the place, and I don't think I don't feel like it built to a conclusion properly. Um, even though, yes, we all know it's part of a story. Yeah. But um, this part one didn't feel complete. Mm. Um, and, you know, lots of other people feel that the dream sequences themselves were interrupting the film. And 
you know all these different small little things that i was like you know from editing perspective you know that could be viewed as a poor quality about it if a lot of people feel that way um yeah but when i actually look at these other nominees i think well none of them really have particularly you know outstanding editing. yeah there's no powerhouse in the editing yeah. you know, conversation this year yeah yeah it was exactly. all very even mm. i mean if i had to like if i couldn't pick dune i thought tick tick boom would have taken that out yeah for this yeah. one that, mm. that might be one of my favorites when it comes to you know editing i think mm. when it comes to musicals and stuff it's really hard to get that all together yeah, yeah. And i thought it did it the best it could with what it had well, especially yeah. with how sort of i mean dune is non-linear as well but um we say story is also i'm uh, sorry not we say sorry um tick tick boom is also very non-linear it's, mm. it's switching back between the future and the present and um, even maybe even at points the past where they're in like arguments with his girlfriend and stuff yeah yeah um so w- when you think about it it's actually a very kind of messy narrative but mm. the editing is very good yeah i mean i would put dune to be honest as well for this one i thought it was it was paced nicely i think the pacing throughout it is quite consistent yeah and i think it's very controlled yeah um that's the word that's yeah. the word yeah I, I you may not be able to really get into it yourself and really immerse yourself in it with your own pacing but it is it is controlled and it's very consistent so it may just be up to the you know the the viewer themselves yeah mm. that's it, true yeah mm. yeah it's potentially one of the most m- more interesting um sort of you know votes there because it's you are dealing with you know dream sequences that lapse in and out of time and you're dealing with a massive scope yeah um so you you have to delicately tread there and you know as Denis Villeneuve is mostly known for is his you know big scale but very drawn slow pace Mm. you know where it's you know ticking along and you're supposed to feel each scene so yeah Mm. I I think it is well deserved yeah yeah all right best original score we have as nominees don't look up parallel mothers the power of the dog Encanto, and surprise surprise dune because it won as well yeah. so <laughs> what do we think this one's fully deserved on dune's part like it's basically a lock as soon as we saw it i mean i'm after coming out of there i'll say like, oh yeah this is best score mm. easily and it won it it's just funny how hans was like in bed when he ended up winning this and like there's that little photo of him like holding the there's a little photo of him and it was like pjs and stuff holding the oscar that's good i i just don't want to get slapped during the ceremony (laughs) (laughs) that's probably why he was there to be honest he he foresaw this coming (laughs) protecting himself i just hope he makes a score for it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the what he did with the score is fantastic like Mm. it was his typical bombastic style style mm. mixing with like sci-fi sprinkles as well is just fantastic and yeah. rightfully deserved on his part mm. yeah i feel the most um sort of interesting thing is i watched an interview with hans zimmer about how he created the dude score and it's quite a funny interview because he basically shits on every sci-fi um made. including interstellar inception all that um no 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 like every every major sci-fi um from sort of history where it's like star wars and alien and uh, um uh, star trek oh, like sci-fi know. sci-fi yeah like the sci-fi uh, the, 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 the sort of classic sci-fis yeah um with the exception of blade runner i guess but he goes he says 
Um, it's weird to me that um, Star Wars and you know Star Trek uh, use European uh, music, European symphony mm. to describe space and aliens and other worlds. And he says because European symphony is very cultural; it's very mm. specific to Europe. Yeah. Why would that represent space and alien worlds? Mm. And he said something along the lines of like, you want your music to feel otherworldly not to feel um and, and you get you almost get that with interstellar as well you get this i think you get it in all you get yeah, it in man. almost all of his films and mm. all of his scores in his films he, you get this feeling that feels appropriate to the film yeah and you know um i totally agree with him you know so, so many sci-fis use you know big orchestras mm. and it's like well okay I, I guess the grandness of space but like yeah yeah I agree with, with, with Hans Zimmer here in that, you know, like his use in Dune, it felt very right for that world. You know, it felt yeah. very appropriate. That being said, I actually really like the score for Don't Look Up. Yeah. And this is, uh, and I, this, <laughs> I've only just felt this way within the past week where I keep hearing the trumpets, the, uh, is it trumpets? Yeah. It's sort of the jazzy kind of jazzy yeah. sound. Yeah. And when it goes it in my head, I just immediately think, don't look up. Yeah. And it's sort of uh, divisiveness and it's energy. Mm. And that particular theme, I think really grabs me about don't look up. Yeah. And I could in an alternate world feel a little vindicated that don't look up also one. Mm. Um, though I think Dune rightfully deserves it. Mm. Yeah um yeah i mean it's it's hans zimmer it's his second oscar and at this point i think he deserves like five so what was this <laughs> yeah what was this first one i don't know I, it's maybe be like maybe pirates or lion king maybe maybe no. it was lion king i yeah. think it was lion king it was a superb um score mm. by the way um but you yeah, know hans zimmer he deserves more than two so i'm just i'm just happy that he got this one at least um as for the Dune score, I think it's one of his most unique. Mm-hmm. He has a very similar sound, and I think that's his biggest flaw. Yeah. Um, you know, Pirates, Inception, Interstellar, uh, Lion King, they all have similar beats to it. Mm. And, you know, I, I got to the point where I was watching a, a documentary. I'm like, oh, wow, this sounds like Hans Zimmer. This is great. Hans Zimmer did it. <laughs> um, so I was just like, okay, you have a very sound that you stick to, mm-hmm. and that's not good. That's that's bad. Um and Dune was completely unique to him. Um, you know, it's it's something very surreal about it. And it gets you into that world. Because, um, mm. yeah, a lot of his stuff is sort of like larger than life themes. You know, you feel it yeah. with Inception. You feel it with Interstellar. It's it's bigger than just what is, you know? Yeah. And so, he, he does a really great job of that. And But with Dune, he took it to a whole new level. He made this sound completely new and completely his own thing. But in saying that, Dune doesn't have a score where it's just, you know, and you you don't just get it. You yeah. hear it and it's just like, uh, I don't know what it is, you know. It it doesn't really stick as much as, you know, like classical themes, you know, um, you know, Star Wars, Back yeah. to the Future, Jurassic Park, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So You're right. It doesn't um, stick in the same way. I but think that's yeah. not the degree of quality that you should measure on. No, know? it's not. Yeah. It shouldn't be what what is no. most repetitious in your head. As well exactly. As right. So yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against it. Um, and my vote would have gone to Dune, but there are some good, good there are some good selections. You know, it's funny you mentioned yeah. you do mention Lion King because I think he referred to Lion King as one of his most prime 
um, inspirations for the Dune soundtrack because oh, wow. you have this indigenous in quotes person, mm. you know, singing their sort of ballad of sorts. Um, like you sit here in the circle of life, just yeah. like you have that sort of yelling, screaming that you hear in Dune. That, oh, yeah. it, it's the yeah. same sort of core principle where it's like this almost primal voice mm. calling out. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, Wonder Woman's theme in Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Amazonian chant. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next category, we've got Best Sound. So the nominees were for that one, No Time to Die, Belfast, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, and again, Dune with the Win for this one. Four from four. Yeah. It's one everyone <laughs> said so far. So... Thoughts on Doom winning best sound? Uh, <sighs> judging from all those categories, it, it basically rightly deserved the best sound. I mean, the sound design and sound edit- editing in this film is fantastic from, like, the, I don't know what, what it's called, you know, when he, like, when Chalamet's character tries to, like, control the other person's mind. and oh, like it's a, uses the voice, yeah. Yeah, the and voice. it's, like, in, a, like, a sort of deeper, but, like, like yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. almost very yeah. ominous. I think yeah. Denis, Denis described it as um, there's. It sounds like an, an, an old woman screaming at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> the, <laughs> the design in that is great. Like mm. even the little um, dragonfly helicopters, yeah. they don't sound like. I was going to mention that. Yeah. They don't sound mm. like a typical helicopter. It sounds like a dragonfly. <laughs> like, it's great. It's like a dragonfly. Yeah, sounds. it's it's yeah. well deserved in my opinion. Yeah, this award for him. Yeah. Um, you know, Dune does a great job of, you know, uh, setting up its, its soundscape with a whole new, like, unique sounds, you know, intricate to the world, and mm. it really brings you in. I would actually say that the sound is more impactful and more immersive than the score itself. Mm. Um, mm. I think it's one of its best attributes. And, you know, when, you be, when you're building this really, like, large scale, this huge scope of a world, sound is a huge part. It's, it's essentially 50% of the job. And, mm-hmm. you know, it really established it quite well. Um, I honestly, I, I couldn't even think of something that comes close to this in terms of yeah. it working. Um, is this the first year we've had best sound instead of best sound mixing and editding? I think so. Perhaps, or was it last year? I, I, I honestly don't remember last yeah. year's Oscars. I, I don't think any, it was. No yeah. one remembers last year's Oscars. So. Um, <laughs> Except I, for the ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes, the classic ending. All I remember yeah. is Daniel Kaluuya making a weird joke that embarrassed his mother. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. If it, if it wasn't this year, then it was last year where they split up those or combine those two categories, mixing mm, everything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, best makeup and hairstyling. We got the nominees coming to America, coming to America, Cruella, House of Gucci, The Owls of Tammy Faye, and of course, Dune. But it didn't win. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, The Eyes of Tammy Faye won that one. So we finally have a new winner for this one. I don't know if any of us have actually seen this movie. I haven't. I have not seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye. We haven't seen it. I mean, from the promo, I think it looks really great. Mm. Um, I mean, Jessica Chastain doesn't even look like Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it takes, yeah. You, takes you a second to, to, to realize mm. it's her, yeah. 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 I mean, there's stuff like um, Corella, which did a really great job, yeah. um, especially with the hairstyling and 
makeup and all that. House of Gucci. You guys both saw that one. Mm-hmm. Worthy nomination. Uh, Contentious uh, to win, perhaps. Maybe more costuming rather than um, make, make a, makeup and hairstyle. Yeah. Lady Gaga just had the typical, like, her hairstyle didn't change that much hmm. throughout. It was just the same sort of style. Yeah, and I think hmm. for a film that is, you know, largely about Gucci, it, <laughs> they didn't look all that Gucci, Gucci, and super <laughs> elegant. I mean, I know that's, yeah. I know in reality, most Gucci outfits are actually barely standard outfits that just happen to be really high quality and have a fancy, um, fancy name tag on them. But mm. um, I feel like something like it, it, it would have never beaten something like Cruella, Cruella, which was essentially a, um, you know, catwalk of a film. (laughs) The entire film is based around catwalks Mm, and and outfitting and and stuff, which you you were never going to beat because, you know, Cruella's entire sort of purpose throughout the film is to upstage everyone with crazy outfits. Yeah. So this is the perfect chance for a costume designer and hairstyler to... Uh, and a makeup artist to show off their colors and their maximum potential. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, we haven't seen eyes of Tammy Faye, so we don't really know if it's worthy of being the winner right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get around to it quite soon. Dune, I actually thought it was a surprise. I actually don't know why it's even nominated. Yeah, yeah. to be honest, they, you guys they agree they with that? Fairly yeah. standard yeah. hairstyles yeah. and makeup. Yeah. It just feels more, you know, obligatory to put them in this. Pretty Ma- much. Perhaps yeah. the um, the Emperor? Yeah. 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 The uh, oh, Baron. Yeah. Well, is a Baron. I don't know if it's easy, but Baron. It's a Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Moving on, we got Best Supporting Actress. So the nominees for that were Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter. Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, uh, Ayan Janu Ellis in King Richard, I'm sorry for my pronunciation on that one, Judy Dench in Belfast, and Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, mm. and Ariana DeBose won for West Side Story. What do you think? Um, you know, this was completely expected. She won the Globe. She won the... Um, uh, Screen Actors Guild Award, mm-hmm. um, and she won the Hollywood Critics uh, Award as well. I think she won everything. Eh? She won everything. Yeah. She sweeped, and you know it, it was literally no surprise whatsoever. Mm. To be honest, I I glossed over that w- when it was being announced because I knew she was going to win. Uh, it's one of those like foregone yeah. conclusions. Yeah, it was a foregone conclusion exactly, yeah. and, and so I barely watched. I barely watched it because I was like, she has it, um, and rightfully deserved. I I was. To be honest, I was shocked, perhaps the most shocked by her performance out of any performance in that film, mm. alongside, I actually think, um, the, uh, I suppose the villain, what's his name? Um, the... Mark Fa- Mike Feist? Mike, Mike yeah, Feist? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you talking about um, one of the gang leaders? One of the gang leaders, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Rachel Ziegler? She wasn't even nominated, and she was, like, tracking quite well. She was tracking yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, For I first black. Yeah, theatrical yeah. performance too. Mm. Exactly. I think her um her singing performance and her it's her first performance were fantastic. Yeah. Though the moment you saw Ariana DeBose on screen, you go, "What the hell? That's acting." Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. She she just uh, outshines her. That's just the the truth of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Both both were great. Anyone you felt like could contend that maybe should have won it instead of her. 
No. No, yeah. Maybe a Kirsten Dunst, but that that's at a push, really. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think Dunst's role was possibly a little too reserved for the Oscars. She she was quite an internal character. Yeah, it felt like her role in um, The Beguiled. Yeah, um, yeah, Dunst plays a lot of those roles. Yeah. She plays a similar one in um, a movie called Melancholia as well. Mm. She's just this very, very depressed um, wife who just got married. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Didn't the... In the original West Side Story, didn't the Best Supporting Actress win the Oscar for that too? Well, it won 11 Oscars, so I'm <laughs> going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, and I feel like this one could easily be a contender against that old one, and it didn't. It only won one. This is the only yeah. thing West Side Story won. It's really sad to see. It's yeah. really yeah. sad to see. Well, I mean, you're seeing West Side Story now. What, what do you think about it? Or like Ariana DeBose's performance? Oh yeah, d- rightfully deserved. Mm. Like she was, as kind of said, pretty much outshone both the lead actors and actresses in that film. Yeah, mm. and uh, you know, even the others, they did a really great job, yeah. and for it to outshine it completely, yeah. it's yeah, yeah, it's it's saying something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, best cinematography nominated is Greg Fraser for Dune, Dan Lostin for Nightmare Alley, the power of uh, um, Ari Wigner for The Power of the Dog, uh, Janusz Kaminski for West Side Story, and Bruno Del Bono for The Tragedy of Macbeth. And you guys can guess the winner here Dune. Dune yeah. Greg <laughs> Fraser won this one. Deserved. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Second guessing. <laughs> yeah, I'm second guessing myself uh, only because I thought that uh, West Side Story was, you know, it's cinematography at the end of the day. I feel like a lot of people misjudge it. They think it's just about what's the most beautiful film. Yep. And it's about storytelling through the image. And West Side Story tells so much story through the image <laughs> that yeah. it's hard for me to go, yeah, Dune is better. Mm. I can't say Dune is better. I can't. Yeah. And, you know, if West Side Story were to win, I would be incredibly happy for it. Yeah. And I would say well-deserved. But, you know, Dune has won. I can also say well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. It is gorgeous, yes. Mm. Um, And it does tell a story through its images. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, But I think West Side Story tells a slightly better story through Mm. its images. I agree. I mean, the only gripe I have about that whole category is how Tragedy Macbeth got nominated over Belfast, because I feel Belfast was a better looking yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I actually think, yeah. Yeah, Belfast. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Belfast yeah. should absolutely be nominated from the, you know, the first opening of it yeah. to that final shot that's just heartbreaking. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, such great stuff. Yeah, actually, I haven't seen Tragedy Macbeth, so I can't say that. Um, Nightmare Alley. I thought was fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's great. It, yeah. Uh, but in this category, it's just fine. If I'm going to compare it to the others here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've actually thought about this one a lot and it was always hard to go against Dune, but yeah, I'm on the same page as you kind mm. and Nayan as well. Now, um, <laughs> West Side Story, I think it, it yeah. just takes it. I think when you talk about pure cinematography, I think West Side Story is that one. Yeah. 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 From, from lighting to composition to, you know, just its whole framing and everything about it. It's just, mm. it's the complete package of, you know, cinematography. It's, it's, yeah. Sorry, especially that yeah. um, scene where they go into the hall 
and it just swoops in that one take scene. Yeah, and oh, the yeah, choreography the dance perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, choreography against that. And like, it just goes everywhere, and I'm yeah. like, how, how are you doing this? Is this animated? Is this CGI? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how? Because it's all one take, and enters through a door that rises up, and yeah. then it swoops down like, like, to, the feet to, 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 to feet level, <laughs> yeah. while, while like, going across like the dance floor, and then goes back up to normal height to the people that are walking in. That yeah. you're following and, and as they so the door. So yeah. It doesn't feel like someone's just going up and down. It's just... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I felt like it with Side Street. I was in constant awe yeah. of what I was saying. I was like, how yeah. is he doing this? And, and it's not... It's, Dune gets a little bit of a free pass here because it's it's set in like a, a desert and like a whole new world. So you can get those really, you know, um, picturesque kind of framing from it. Yeah. But West Side Story takes place in just new york and you know a classic mm. old new york and it brings out the most beautiful imagery from a place where you wouldn't really expect to see it from exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. um but yeah it, it's it's the same again with both you guys are dune i'm sure good yeah it's fine it's a good it's a good good one for that one um best visual effects we have no time to die spider no way home shang chi the and the legend of the ten rings free guy and hopefully this is the last time I'm saying it, but Dune and <laughs> Dune won. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, the first thing I have to take away from that category entirely is what the hell is Spider-Man No Way Home doing on that category? What the hell is Shang-Chi doing on that? Um, it's okay. I didn't want to take that I mean, I, I mean, you, you're not wrong. I'd put that. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like yeah. Shang-Chi is I choppy. I said I took it back. It's <laughs> choppy at, at many times. Yeah. But yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home is at times almost atrocious. <laughs> the, 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 sorry. The one scene that from when you said atro- atrocious, the one thing I could think of was the bridge scene where like the explosions are coming out and then doc ock's just walking through it and it just looks so terrible uh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i this is a weak category this year and i feel yeah. like it's the the lack of selections mm. available in 2021 was still quite a weak year for blockbusters you know the whole COVID and you know delays and all that kind of stuff um but spider no at home was extremely rushed to meet the you know the hollywood period oh, the holiday period of 2021 mm-hmm. to yeah. get, you know, maximize its box office profits. And you can see it. Yeah. So <laughs> it feels like it's just there to, you know, hey, got a nomination, move on. This is to uh, me like what Black Panther is to getting a uh, best visual effects nomination where they had the... Didn't it win? I thought it did win. Did, I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, Bohemian mm. Rhapsody won best editing. So <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's, the, you know, the PlayStation 2 graphics sort of thing. Where yeah. you're like, wow, this is bad. For the thir- third, third act fight. Third act. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's awful. It's awful. Um, and, you know, seeing Spider-Man No Way Home being on this list, I just can do nothing but shake my head. Seeing mm. Dune on this list and it winning, I can go, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's something right in the world going on, at least. <laughs> you know. Not not the slap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm on the same page. Uh, maybe No Time to Die could have been. I yeah. think that might have... That should have been a more of a contender. I never yeah. really heard it pop up. I was going to talk more about that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, j- just on my take here. It's yeah. just I absolutely think that Dune should have been the winner. But I think No Time to Die is the really the only worthy competitor here. Continue, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm sad to say that Free Guy had better CGI 
visual effects than Shang-Chi and Spider-Man no way home. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. I agree with that as it, well. It, it was at the very least more, way more consistent mm. than, yeah. than those two. Yeah. Yeah. Again, same page. Dune rightfully deserves it. It's mm. like up here and for the people that's listening my hands like above my head and then no time to die is like here for the people listening it's like below my head (laughs) in terms of reference like Mm. i'm pretty sure most of the stuff in no time to die was practical based like the whole scene of him riding that motorcycle up over that ridge in the very opening scene yeah that was practical they built a big ass ramp and everyone's complaining about oh it looks too cg i was like no that's practical (laughs) 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 but yeah yeah, in terms like the the visual effects in no time to die it was very subtle Mm. in that and it worked and that's probably why it got this um oscar oscar nod for it and yeah yeah so i I think you're right like i'm surprised that it didn't get more recognition in the build-up towards this but yeah i guess when you're competing against doing it's just round one knockout yeah 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 (laughs) yeah. i mean you're absolutely right i feel like um both no time to die and dune they 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 have such a a seamless marriage between the practicality of it and the visual effects side of it Mm -hmm. but dune just had a little bit more visual effects so i could showcase it better and therefore you know swing the voters that way yeah yeah, yeah. so obviously it was going to get the win there but you know no time to die is a masterclass on its own um but uh, i always laugh when people say like something that was completely practical and they're like that's cg <laughs> uh, or like yeah. uh, that's just bad cgi it was really really poorly done like that lord of the rings opening title where it was like oh, yeah. that looks like bad cgi it's like <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's all practical <laughs> And uh, I remember reading a letterbox review about the um, Dunkirk, and I don't like the the fake CGI ships that you know were heading to the shore. Oh yeah, and they were all real. Yeah, and it was on the ocean. <laughs> it's just like, and oh. it as it, it kind of like shows like how you know movies these days have kind of manipulated people in the way they like view movies now that you know. It, most things are CGI these days. So Yeah, most uh, things are CGI. So everyone assumes when they see something, they're like, oh, that's CGI. And they're like, oh, does it look bad? You know, that's the immediate th- first thought is like, does it look bad? And they're like, yeah, it looks kind of bad. And then they realize, you know, that wasn't CGI, dude. It was just the lighting yeah. that, that made it look that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on now to best animated feature. This one's <laughs> a hard one to read from me. Um, so <laughs> nominated, we got Flea, Luca, Raya and the Last Dragon, The Mitchells vs. Machines, and Encanto. And Encanto wins this one. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a slap in the face. A slap in the face yeah. for animated movies. Encanto won, and why? It is because of the word Disney. It's the only reason why why it won there is no like in a perfect world there is no reason why mitchell's versus machines should have lost this award yeah after watching that the animation style is 10 times better than what we see in encanto because it's just typical disney stuff except for maybe it's a bit more lighter mm. but mitchell's versus machines this yeah i feel it got robbed similar to like kubo and the two strings um back mm. in 2016 that's probably an award it should have won and mitchell versus machines was seriously robbed from this one yeah um i i can't outwardly say that a kind of bad animation you know it has great animation but as a complete film but as a as a film as a story it's average i would say mm. um i think this is all about its 
popularity and push. Yep. I think if We Don't Talk About Bruno was not a big song, this would have <laughs> sunk into the background just like Onward did. This would have sunk into the yeah, background. Yeah. Just like many of these animated films, <laughs> like Luca kind of did. Yeah. You know, um, Got nominated. Yeah. But no one talks about no that. No one talks about Luca, yeah. you know, and... You, you know the reason the only reason it, it has all this acclaim is because of, because of the, the reason because of its popular songs mm. so i can see how this has worked out for disney yeah you know um it's often that the film that you know has the most popular song and their animated feature it also gets best animated film mm. so you know it is what it is but you know, i i do believe that mitchell's Versus machine should have won because mm. it's the more unique and creative um mm-hmm. animated feature here mm. and additionally i think it's told a more i guess a more unique story mm. out there um it feels like disney are following through with a sort of formula and a structure here yeah well yeah. that that was like the main uh you know talking point of the review i wrote for it was that disney they have a formula and you know they put all these pieces together to try and create something you know that fits along with you know frozen all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. good music um you know the themes being you know based in family and all that kind of stuff it all fits it's all the same we've seen it before just done a different setting and time and all that kind of stuff yeah um you know but uh it's hard to look at this and be like this category is made for disney yeah like nothing nothing gets past it nothing gets Mm. past it and it's it's getting to the point where i'm I'm actually getting mad about it now because you know abc that hosts the oscars they they make demands for the oscars disney owns abc yeah um you know they had the lightyear trailer play during the oscars the the new the new trailer um you know they have a a song being performed that wasn't even nominated and that the we don't talk about bruno's song yeah it just it feels like Disney is at play here, mm-hmm. and that you know ABC and the Oscars. I mean, oh, we have to support Disney in some way, so we'll do it through the animated thing. Um, Encanto does not deserve that one single bit at yeah. all. Yeah, um, at least to flee. I, I I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, <laughs> but it is incredible. Yeah. Um, at least to flee, or at least to you know you know it's like in the past, you know. The last Studio Ghibli movie that won an Oscar was in like two thousand and one. Did that Ponyo win? No, no, no. no it was so. it was Spirited Away, mm. um, and it won against Ice Age, and <laughs> as it should, yeah, as yeah. it should. But there's been so many equally as good Studio Ghibli films mm. since um, since Spirited Away, and none of them yeah. won largely because um, uh, yeah. uh, Miyazaki the director mm. um refuses to go to the oscars yeah he thinks they're like i guess they're bullshit well judging by that award yep and no, yeah. I, I, I i i actually yeah no i actually do think the academy um award for best animated i think it's bullshit every single time yeah it, it's disney pixar like yeah it's what it, a monopoly or a, i can't even a remember. monopoly yeah. yeah i can't even remember the last time a non-disney pixar film won spider-verse oh yeah spider-verse yeah yeah, yeah spider-man mm connection disney yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're reaching there but yeah 
okay besides that it's it's, yeah. it's a rarity you have to be a game changer yeah and yeah. spider-verse was that so yeah. spider-verse was literally made ripples through the entire industry yeah it was that game changing so you have to do that to win it apparently yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to literally flip the industry upside down <laughs> in order to be or, or, taken seriously or, or, or just have a standard animated film but like you know have like a catchy song and you just instantly win and you'll have that song that's not nominated for best song be yeah. performed at the oscars too so just have good songs and your movie's the best yeah, yeah. I mean, every animated film ever should just be song based from now on judging by that category um, or by by the winners i mean that's your favorite musicals and animations <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't form words now um okay we're gonna move on to the next one now we got best supporting actor so the nominees for that one is uh karen hines I think I'm pronouncing, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Uh, for Belfast, uh, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. And for this one, uh, Coda actor Troy Kotzer won this one. Totally deserved. Um, I can't think of a single other uh, nominee there where they stood so much out. Mm. from the rest where i was like i was I, I took notice of them i didn't take notice of cody smith mcphee i didn't take notice of of um jk simmons um mm. i wasn't taking notice of these these other roles in in the films when i was seeing them mm. i did take notice of troy kotzer and mm. coda i thought he was a great role um i think it really comes down to the fact that he provided the most energetic and uh, likable performance and also the most i suppose uh interesting one yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right and uh you know him being a, a diff actor i think there's a lot more uh effort and a little bit more you know nuance and you know attention to detail when it comes to acting because you have to you have to sign and you have to put the expression in your face and you really have to sort of you're acting on like a lot more levels i feel so yeah, it's kind of uncharted yeah. territory in the acting in the acting scene and yeah sense that, you know acting with your mm. voice and with your expression is actually a finely tuned and very well-known art yeah whereas yeah. doing it through sign is probably like un- like virgin jungle like no one really has any method on how to do it <laughs> absolutely and I-, I think he he did it really well he really conveyed the emotions of the character quite powerfully that way that emotionally gripped me um but yeah you're funny funny you say about none of these other actors here you know i saw belfast recently um with my partner and you know the karen's hines hines character he, he you know he died in it yeah bored her eyes out it was a favorite <laughs> character and she was really emotionally attached to it oh wow i didn't feel i mean i, I was emotionally engaged throughout the movie but like yeah she she really connected to the thing uh, to to his performance there so i was like maybe there's a quality that i'm missing there but that yeah, one um okay. but I, th- I thought it was really great um but you know troy kotzer is far and beyond these other ones here jk simmons that's just a, you know, he's I, just there for no reason. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I sat down. I was very attentive watching being the Ricardos. I don't remember J.K. Simmons' role at all. <laughs> I, I don't mean remember. Did you, did you see the clip they played when they were, like, showing the announcement or the, the nominees for, you know, Best Supporting Actor? It was no. just him, like, it was not, you know how they show the scenes of when they're, like, the most, like, it's, like, the best part of their performance? Yeah. yeah. He's just sort of talking. 
And I'm like, I'm like, no. It's yeah. Pretty much what he did all movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Now you haven't seen Coda. Mm. Um, out of the other ones, which one would you give the the win for? You touched upon it, uh, Kieran Hines. Really? For Belfast. Mm. He was good at. Yeah. He was very good. He was. Good. Uh, before I saw Belfast, would be the I can't pronounce his name or I've forgotten his name. Should I say for Power of the Dog? Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah, that's yeah. one. I thought it was going to be him, and then as soon as I saw Belfast, I was like, nah. Yeah, Cody <laughs> yeah. Smith McPhee plays a fantastic character, mm. but his the character itself is so muted that you can barely get a glisten of emotion out of him. Yeah. And w- when you're playing that role. You have to you have to balance a, a, a very like uh, you know a tightrope basically yeah. like like what Casey Affleck did in his role with Manchester by the Sea mm. he played a position of strength and vulnerability at the same time yeah. and he was doing that fantastically you you felt at any moment he was gonna you know completely explode with emotion mm. um, whereas in power of the dog you just don't really feel that at all you don't feel that there's conflict inside the character necessarily you know he's thinking things but you you don't really feel anything yeah 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 i, I, yeah, I think you covered that quite well um but yeah moving on best international feature so the nominees for that one we got drive my car flea the hand of dog lunana a yuck in the classroom a yak in the classroom, sorry. And the worst person in the world. The winner for this one, Drive My Car. What do you think? I've seen neither of these, so I think my opinion is a bit invalid in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen about half of these. Um, oh, pers- worst person in Drive My Car, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Flea. Have you seen Flea? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I am beyond glad Drive My Car has won. Mm. Um, because I think it's the most deserving of the ones i've seen yeah so far and it's definitely one of the better films i've seen of last year mm. um it's a very long movie and and people you know have complained about it I've people seen. have complained about that but yeah. you know you know what movies are getting longer nowadays anyway yeah, yeah. In a sense you know yeah. they're getting two hours 20 mm. you know and and that's not uncommon anymore sometimes they're getting longer yeah um so Three hours is a lot to ask of somebody for a very slow film. Mm. But to be quite honest with you, I kind of loved every minute of it because it was, it's, it's pace was the point. It's, it's, you know, when you're watching it, this is the point of the film. Yeah. It's the slow pace and it's building to something you don't know what it's building to. Mm. And it gets to it and it's so satisfying. Mm. I mean, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen drive my car and I'm, I might, uh, I might watch it tonight if i get the time uh, but we'll, we'll see on that one um but i am gonna watch it within the next few days mm-hmm. i've heard a lot about the pace um mm-hmm. you know i heard the credits uh 45 minutes in like the opening credits or something like that it's that's something that is kind of yeah. something that yeah. you would want to experience in the moment yeah but i, I um, feel like i, I yeah. did experience it at the yeah. time and um it's I've I've seen movies that do this before. I've seen yeah. movies where they drop the opening title yeah. about an hour twenty into the movie, <laughs> and it just and it cuts abruptly, and then the yeah. opening title comes in, and it's always great. Mm. I don't know why it's it's just great to see it. Yeah, but it's gonna be one of those movies where I'm just gonna I'm trying to lock in. I'm just gonna see if I can really get into it. Um, 
you know, I, I see a lot of a lot of good about it. I've seen some stuff not so great about it, mm-hmm. but you know, I want to give it you know a you know good shot here because three hours international movie. It's it's a tall task, but you know, I'll set some time aside and get to it. And also going to explore the worst person in the world as well because mm. I've heard some great things about that. Yeah, um, I have seen Flea and I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, right up there with being the top animated movie of the year alongside Mitchell's and Versus Machines. The way to, you know, uh, show trauma through, you know, migration, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just really, really powerful stuff. Um, but, yeah, I can't be mad at driving my car because I have heard amazing things about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I know this doesn't mean anything, but it got a... Um, you know, every year, Criterion chooses usually one modern movie to be accepted into the Criterion Collection, and this year they chose Drive My Car. Was it just one? It's usually one, but sometimes they do, like, back catalogs of um, ones like, you know, say something like Roma would come in, but that came out, like, a few years ago. Yeah. Or, like, you know, they might do two, Mm. but usually it's a very tiny fraction of a modern movie that just came out that will go into the collection. Yeah. Um, Probably because the accessibility of that movie as well is a bit tough. Yeah, Yeah. accessibility is very tough. I also think people might underestimate this because Japan is a country with films that aren't known to be like this, Mm. like Drive By Car. And all honesty with you, this felt like a Korean film. Yeah. um, Because of its pace, because of the way it was shot. It felt yeah. Korean. Mm. Um, it didn't feel Japanese. Yeah, you compared it to Burning, right? Yes. Yeah. It's very... It, in the sense that it's this slow, methodical film. You don't understand where it's going until mm. toward the end there where you, you get it. Yeah. And you go, oh, that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, what you're saying makes sense. It's the first... Um, Japanese film to win best international feature so I really hope that this yeah. is a signal to Japan um on the sort of narrative direction to go in because mm. you know I've I must admit I've been kind of disappointed with modern Japanese cinema mm. in a lot of ways they they don't tend to make movies like this at all and yeah. I'm really happy to start seeing them come through feels like Korea's doing a lot of the good stuff these yeah, days Korea's right? doing the heavy lifting yeah yeah, yeah. um Nay, anything you want to add? What one are you looking? What one are you most looking forward to watching? Probably, no, no I was going to say, don't look up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drive my car, mainly because right. of what he uh, he kind yeah. said in terms of like the payoff and stuff. That's yeah. probably the one that interests me. I'll watch it at some point. Mm. But it also got like a directing and best picture nod, so there yeah. is some value and quality there. Absolutely. I'm very looking forward to exploring that one. Um, we're going to move on now to best costume design. You know. Kind kind covered a little bit of this one in our production design category. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of an accident. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the nominees for this one are Cruella, uh, Serrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. And Cruella won. What do we I think about that. this? Yeah, rightfully deserved. I mean, the mm. film is literally based on costuming yeah. and dresses and fashion and stuff. So it's good to see. It get that nod for considering that the whole film is literally based on the industry yeah and like some of the costuming that they did was absolutely whack yeah, you know? yeah. so yeah i mean deserved by far any contenders there that you would say close to quality with cool. it what were the nominees again uh so yeah serrano dune nightmare alley and west side story 
Uh, maybe Dune or West Side Story. Mm, maybe. Oh, yeah. no, and Nightmare Alley because of the whole circus. Sorry, I changed that. Nightmare Alley because <laughs> the whole like circus sort of vibe it went, and then with Bar- Bradley Cooper's character, how he moved from that like circus to like a more higher sort of level of entertainment yeah and just like high, his, higher class yeah, and the yeah. costume in between how he was in the circus to that higher class was great yeah i think that one captures the period of time quite well yeah 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 i mean uh dune to be honest when i think of dune i i only i only think of the, well the positive aspects in terms of costuming i think of is largely what rebecca ferguson's character is wearing is her name jessica i think her name is jessica um in dune and she's kind of wearing rebecca ferguson rebecca ferguson yeah 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 no what i mean is the character's name i think it's jessica oh okay i thought Um, it was rebecca no that's the actress's actress's name name. yeah i don't know the character's name um yeah yeah, i might might, i might be misremembering but um (laughs) she's usually wearing like silk sort of floating silk Mm. and um I feel like all the men they're usually wearing like very like tight clothing or like what is it called? They're Fremen's like still suits. Yeah. Oh, they were great. They yeah. were amazing. Th- yeah. Those looked amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Oof. So I think that really puts it into contention with um with Cruella. Yeah. I, I understand why Cruella won. It was all the points that I made before. Mm. You know, it's it's a film designed for costuming. Yeah. Um but at the same time I think that you know, Dune is a good substitute. Um, we side story. I love, I love the costuming. It's just you, you don't get that level of expression that Dune and yeah, yeah. There's a has. extra layer to the costuming of uh, those other ones compared to West Side Story, which is still great in its own way. Um, yeah, but but fun fact for me, I haven't actually seen Cruella yet. Oh really? Yeah, no, no, I need to get onto it. I no, I actually think yeah. you'll really like it. I, yeah. I actually really enjoyed that film. Yeah, I just it passed me. It came in a weird period of the year. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, we were only getting you know two invites to press screenings at that time, and it was like mixing with the Disney Plus thing, and we had Disney Plus shows and Netflix shows coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I just it just it was just one of those movies that sort of passed you, and you kind of like. You know, a few months later, you like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. And then you still got stuff coming out. You don't have time for it. It's just one of those ones for me. Um, I've seen bits and bobs of stuff, and it does look pretty high end when it comes to costuming. Um, but, you know, if I was going to be a voter and I hadn't seen Cruella, you know, Dune, you bring out the Fremen suits. I thought they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Nightmare Alley, I thought captured that time period as well. Yeah. 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 Quite good. Um all right, moving on to best original screenplay. We have Belfast, uh, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, King Richard, The Worst Person in the World. And Belfast won that one. Deserving or not? I think it's deserved. Yeah. Mm. I think it's deserved. Yeah. I really like the story in Belfast, mm. especially in like the Belfast community, the smaller one. And it paid like a bigger story. It paid... Like, it showed the conflict within that community, along with the conflict within the family itself as well. And it's just all balanced nicely. Like, each moment, conflict between family and conflict within Belfast itself Mm. was balanced perfectly. Like, one didn't really overshow the other. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great way to put it. 
Yeah, I think Belfast is a universally applicable story for many people who live throughout the world where um, there is conflict in their nation, in their state, in their, you know, town where um, there's war Mm. um, and someone comes in and they try to wipe someone else out. And, you know... The, the only thing you're left with is the memory of your streets and mm. the, the memories that you, the echoes you kind of left behind. And I think Belfast is a sort of beautiful homage to, you know, a home that you left behind because of war. Yeah. But that you still keep close to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, I agree with all the sentiments you guys have said right now. Um, I think the best thing of the screenplay that stood out to me is how it, it captures, you know, such, you know, tragic circumstances and, you know, real, you know, adult conflict through the eyes of a child. Yeah. Um, yeah. Through the way they sort of view the world and imagine and dream and stuff like that. I thought it was really, it was a really unique perspective to put in front of, you know, telling the story of Belfast and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I think it's the right angle to take. And I thought it was uh, the best way to draw out the empathy of it all um you know and and saying that i really got nothing else here that sort of lives up to that screenplay i granted i haven't seen worst person in the world yet um would you say worst person in the world is comparable to this in terms of quality yeah i think worst person in the world is largely applicable to people who have sort of gone in and out of marriage in a messy way and experienced that scope Mm. it's kind of it i think it is more kind of focused on people who feel lost in you know marriages and stuff um that being said i feel like the only contender i can think of would be don't look up um as as a choice because Mm. i think it's its cultural impact is massive. Yeah. That being said, not universally applicable because it's focused largely on the United States and the problems there. Yeah. So you, you, it, it is a little bit, I think, kind of self-indulgent to for a movie that's just about the United States problems yeah. to sort of be like, yes, this is the winner. I'd, I'd argue I mean, against that. I don't think Don't Look Up is applicable to just the US. I mean, it's it's an al- an allegory for climate change and the way the world reacts to that and the whole, how, you know, mass media and all that kind of stuff, how they portray all these issues. And, you know, it's resonated a lot with Netflix. It broke records through Netflix. And, you know, Netflix is a worldwide pl- platform. I think people have really connected to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it maybe have a, you know, a focus on the US and how they would respond and all that. But I think worldwide, I think people can find ways to sort of relate to it or apply their own reality to that movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I would agree. I think, I think it is, I think aspects of it are universal. I'll agree there. Mm. I think, I think the Western view, the Western response that you see in um, yeah, uh, don't look up is very United Statesy. Um, yeah, it's definitely the politics. The f- it's definitely the focus of it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I understand the sort of that um, mutual destruction sort of thing. 
is it's probably universally applicable mm. yeah yeah um carrying on to another screenplay category we got best adapted screenplay and the nominees are coda drive my car dune the lost daughter and the power of the dog coda won this one you haven't seen coda nan i have not seen coda you haven't what would you give what would you give it to then without coda probably power of the dog yeah i feel the lead-ups to it was main lead build up like before like the award ceremonies was pretty much a lock for um power of the dog and then like suddenly mm. just coda like within the past like month has Coda's just- come out of nowhere <laughs> i think we'll all say that we i mean we said on the last podcast last week that you know coda won best picture and it won the writers guild and mm. we we're like hey no power of the dog still got this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so well, eating our yeah. words there eh? yeah mm. um so yeah I'd, I'll probably give it to that maybe. would you would say it's your favorite out of the ones you've seen so far over lost daughter and dune oh I do I did like lost daughter a lot mm. so I'd, in terms of what I enjoyed more probably ugh, but then I, there's also dune there fuck <laughs> uh I, I if i had yeah i'll probably go more towards dune but for for me from what i've seen all being dog lost order mm. like in one and two yeah that, that yeah, yeah. yeah this is a hard one i mean i really love the lost order there are aspects of it that i felt dragged mm. um anything that went, went into flashback despite the fantastic role yeah. Um, what was her name? Yeah, I, f- I forget her name. Um, she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Jessie Buckley. Jessie Buckley. Yeah. Yes. That despite the amazing performance that she had in mm. that film, um, she was purely in the flashback sequences. Uh, and I felt the flashback sequences were like completely redundant mm. in the film. I was like, these actually don't need to be here. That you, you can interpret everything from the character from the present yeah um so as i was watching it i was sort of like i really love this film but there's a whole part of it that i don't feel needs to be in here Mm. so that's probably why i wouldn't put it yeah yeah um the power of the dog um i had actually similar struggles with because um i watched it tried to interpret it kind of got somewhere and ended up looking it up with my flatmate Mm. and we were kind of stumped like it's it's meaning was sort of lost to us we we still don't even really know what the power of the dog means supposedly it means temptation Mm. the power of temptation the power of the dog yeah but i don't know i mean it's a weird it's a weird film to me in terms of its messages i feel like it it was really greatly crafted but it just didn't come together for me yeah um and then then you have coda which i think is a very well-made film Mm. um but again i do feel it's kind of just like coming of age yeah coming of age story that feels familiar to me Mm. um then there's dune which you know a lot of these categories like like i just it's not that i feel like none of them deserve it it's just not a single one there sort of strikes me as like this needs to win 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just how I feel about that, that category this time around. I'm like... Uh, just one of those years where... It's just one of those yeah. years where I'm like, I don't feel any of these absolutely deserve the win. Any of them could win. I could be like, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that's fair. I mean, uh, in terms of the power of the dog thing, I, I looked this up because... Yeah. Just, I don't. I don't really know what to make of the movie myself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I read that there was a Netflix versus Jane Campion battle. That Netflix wanted the movie to have more of a a clear cut meaning that the audience could actually get something from. And right. you know, Jane Campion fought that and wanted you know audience just to be in the atmosphere of the power of the dog and you know sort of come to it themselves kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I don't agree with that because I had to look up the director's words after the film was made to really get an idea of the meaning yeah um and i i just don't think that's the way movies should be made um yeah i was exactly the yeah. same as you i had to yeah. look up her words verbatim i also yeah. had to look up we, i also went as, as far as to find the passage in the bible where the power of the dog is <laughs> all right yeah i mean and, it's, and it's I was, a little much I was like, yeah. this is too much and now, like i was sitting there with my friend uh my, my flatmate trying to comprehend it we kind of got somewhere where we we're like, ah, oh, okay, I could see how this connects a little bit. Yeah. But, it, but in the end, we were like kind of unsatisfied by the answer. We were like, yeah, I guess, but it doesn't really like, it doesn't feel like there's a big meaning behind, behind mm. the story. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen The Lost Daughter and I really want to and I will. Um, but, you know, Coda, you know, we, we had a little, little mini argument about this one <laughs> because you aren't the biggest fan of it and I really loved it myself. <laughs> Um, but I, I do agree with the things in terms of, you know, you, you sort of know where the story's going. Uh, it is pretty, it's pretty plain. The reason I love it is the, you know, the empathy and the emotion, the, the power, um, of the emotion and family and all that, all that kind of stuff I think really works in terms of best adapted screenplay. It's got to be Dune. Mm. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Dune myself, but I've heard countless and countless times that it is one of the hardest stories to adapt. Yeah. This is the best adapted screenplay category. And you made something that everyone's sort of connecting to and, and enjoying. You're even getting general, general audiences, you know, watching this movie. It's made quite much more than I ever thought it would. Mm. And, you know, people are liking it. You're yeah. getting the general audience liking this movie. I think. I think it did its job and I think it deserved to win. Yeah, you know, you might you are putting up a good point there. You yeah. know, I think I might be a little bit pessimistic towards Dune here. Uh-huh. Um, ra- largely because I feel like there is a sort of crowd there that are lukewarm to it. Mm. Um, and, you know, maybe it's a little lost on them. Mm. Um, w- which, understandable, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not everything is for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to carry on to Best Original Song. So we got Be Alive, uh, King Richard, Dos Arigatos, Encanto, Down to Joy, Belfast, No Time to Die. No Time to Die. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's No Time to Die in No Time to Die, by the way. And Somehow You Do in Four Good Days. Uh, do you have any thoughts about this one? Yeah, No Time to Die won by Billie Eilish. Yes, yes, it did one. Sorry about yeah. that. Yep, it did one. Yeah. Should have won. I think it should have. I mean... Best Bond song? Ever? No. That's, no, Best that, Since Skyfall. Yeah, Best Since Skyfall. Mm. But it's pretty much like if you write a song for James Bond, you're pretty much going to get an Oscar. I can't yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, because Skyfall won it. I think Spectre won as well, didn't it? Yeah, I can't remember Sam Mendes won for Writing on the Wall, but it's, it's, mm. it's usually known that if... Do you mean Sam Smith? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Smith did one. I just said Sam Mendes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but but Sam Sam Smith won that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty much like a given. Like, if you're writing a song for a Bond film, you're yeah, pretty oh, much Yeah, and Adele would have won for Skyfall as well. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. all right, eh? Yeah, yeah. they all do win, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing about this, though, is that the wrong song was nominated for Encanto. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... I, yeah, you can only submit one song per movie. Yeah. So it was before the popularity of yeah. Bruno came out. Yeah, so, yeah. um, to be honest, in my perspective, there was not really any other contenders if... We don't talk about Bruno was in that, then I'd probably say, yeah, Bruno would be up there. But no, nah, for me, it was Billy Irish all the way. Mm. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Um, what Do you guys know that, um, what's the, the four big major award shows? And it's like an um, you know, acronym. If, if you win one in each award, it's like a EGOT, EGOT, EGOT. That's the EGOT, one, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Um, Emmys, Grammys, Tony, and Oscars. Yeah, you know, Oscar Billy Tony's, yeah. Billie Eilish has the Oscar now. She has a Grammy. She could easily go into an Emmy. She might be a, an EGOT future oh, yeah, person she there. Could. And yeah. that, that's a major, major, um, you know, club to be a part of. So yeah. I think that's quite, that's quite big for her. Sorry, did you say the T was Tony's? Yep. So that's theatre? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine Billie, Billie Eilish doing theatre? Probably, actually. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it, you could do musical theater. You could just oh, write. Yeah. You could just write a song in there as well. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we're going on to the big ones now. We have got the final four here. Um, so, best director uh, nominees: Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Drive My Car, um, Rashuki Hamaguchi. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Uh, Jane Campion won for The Power of the Dog. Thoughts, lads? Well, at least in New Zealand, I won. She's keen in that. But um, I think before when we were doing our Oscar nominees things, I said that Jane Campion has a lock set and forget about it. But after mm-hmm. watching West Side Story, my tune changed very quickly. And I think yeah. Steven, Steven Spielberg probably should have got in this Oscar. And I feel he was a little bit snubbed. Like, Jane Campion did fantastic in um, Power of the Dog. Don't get me wrong. But I think what Steven Spielberg did with West Side Story is far greater than what she did. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're, yeah. 100% correct. There is no doubt about it. Steven Spielberg brings everything together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast... You know, you got an Oscar-worthy performance from Rachel Ziegler. You got an Oscar-winning performance from Aaron DeBose. Yeah. Cinematography is off the charts. Yeah. Everything else is amazing. Um, but sure, it didn't. It only won Aaron DeBose. Um, but we'll follow the Academy's logic. Um, you know, directing is bringing the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. Dune sweeps the technical categories. He doesn't even get nominated for. He doesn't even get nominated for best director. Denis Villeneuve. That is true. Yeah. It gets nominated for, um, you know, picture. It gets nominated for screenplay. Mm. Every technical it wins all the technicals, and he doesn't get nominated. Sorry, who's the um, mm. other directors? Um, okay, so we got Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, and Rishuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. I haven't seen Drive My Car, mm. but yeah, I'm sure when I see it, it'll be like a very tough. But to one of them needs to go. Yeah, and I'd say Paul Thomas Anderson. I just I don't know how Denis Villeneuve is not even nominated. Yeah, I I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. If, if it's nominated everything else, 
director's the one thing it should be nominated for then, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my, my personal opinion here, Steven Spielberg deserved to win this one. Uh, it is a director masterpiece. It is the first musical he's done, the last one he's done um, as well. So that's sad that he doesn't win for it. I'm not mad at Jane Campion for winning though. Mm. I'll say that much. I, I thought she uh, crafted a, a really great all-around picture here. Nothing else I can say. And, and Ken- this is Kenneth the Branagh and all second, that did well. uh, the first time a female has won um, best, uh, p- best Director twice before. Back-to-back back Best to back. Director, yeah. It's the third time a, a woman has won Best Director. And this our first time it's a back-to-back one because we had Chloe Zhao for Nomadland last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the first? If you guys remember, oh, I don't know. Jane Campion's also the first one to be nominated twice. I I, Catherine I, Bigelow. No, that was Best Picture, wasn't it? I swear she won Best Director. She may have won Best Director. Yeah, Hurt Locker was it? Oh, I, I, I just Google it. Yeah. Viewers, I might uh, tell you in like about <laughs> a couple of minutes. Yeah, but I mean, what what, what are your thoughts on Best Director, Kyle? Um. You know, I'm completely in agreement with you, and it, it should have been Spielberg. Mm. Should have been, but you know, um, I can't stay mad that it's it's Campion. I mean, she's a Kiwi. Uh, I can't say, I can't you representing know, us. Yeah, she. You know what? I don't care that she's a Kiwi. Yeah. Um, I, I actually care more about the sort of solidity of what was crafted there. Mm-hmm. You know, it should have been Spielberg. Um, Campion, she, I feel like she's known for creating these quite reserved sort of internal movies that sneak in at, at Oscars mm. and win. Yeah. Uh, the, the piano was one of those where it was kind of like an unexpected winner. Oh, right. Um, right. Where people were sort of like, oh, whoa. Yeah. You know, like this was quite a quiet and big quotations movie. Mm. Um, and, you know, relative to budget. Yeah, it is. Um, so I think, you know, good on Campion for doing what she's done there with her limited resources. Um, but yeah, should have gone to Spielberg, even though I know he has possibly everyone talented in the industry at his <laughs> beck and call. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right, we're going on to the main category of the night. <laughs> Best actor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the nominees are Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth, Slap King Will Smith for King Richard. <laughs> 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 so... um. Will Smith won. I thought it was a bit of a slap in the face to the others. I, I just, I'm sorry. I have to include slap jokes wherever I can. It's just funny. Um, but yeah, Will Smith won and he made a speech. I would like to get your take on the speech and him actually winning the award as well. Um, gosh. Uh, where to begin? <laughs> yeah, where, where to begin? That's a good quote. Um, I think... It has to be one of the weirdest speeches I've ever seen. And I've seen some really weird speeches. I mean, I think Francis McDormand's is one of the weirdest speeches I've seen. Which one was that? Her win for um, 
not Nomad Land. It was four. The other one, eh? The three or oh, oh yeah, yeah, three, three billboards, billboards. Yeah. outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. yeah, that had to be one of the most manic. Uh, speech that I've ever seen. She got like a uh, woman to stand up, eh? Yeah, but yeah. she 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 was almost like I I honestly looked like she was on cocaine. Um, <laughs> but I guess she was just sort of like giddy and in the moment. Yeah, um, maybe that's a mean thing to say that she seemed drunk up, but um, <laughs> but this was on a whole nother level. I mean, Will Smith was crying. When he was, when they were calling out the names, there was a camera pointed at him and it was just tears streaming down his face. And then he wins and then he, you know, kisses his wife and he walks up and he's still crying and he's just crying the whole time. And then he's doing this whole speech and you know, everyone's just in full support and so happy for him. And he punched someone, he slapped someone, sorry, 15 minutes earlier. I just, it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, I, honestly, I, I'm honestly shocked they allowed it to happen. Like, I know, I know you said before, like, fear is fear, he won. But at the same time, it's like, surely you must know that you're going to have to deal with this. You, you can't condone this. You know in the moment you can't condone this. Mm. You can't condone assaulting someone on stage. <laughs> so you have to stop it then and there. You have to make a decisive decision. And the Academy should have either postponed the nomination, postponed the win, mm-hmm. and said, we are not announcing the win now. And, and come back to us. And, you know, this could have worked for the Academy. They could have got a great viewership there. Mm. Um, and a, lot a, lot of controversy, more a lot of controversy in what you just said as well. Like, yeah. if, if they did that. Yeah. Uh, any news is good news. But um, I think that they should have postponed it um, immediately um, out of the incident. Uh. And I don't think Smith genuinely thought he would win there. I think once he sat down and once he did that thing... He thought, thought he, blew he it? thought he genuinely thought I've blown it. That's it. It's done. Mm. Um, I, I've done what I've done and it's over. And that's what I genuinely thought he, he felt. Yeah. Um, and when he walked up on stage, you know, he, he gave his excuses. <laughs> <laughs> he gave his crocodile tears. Yeah. Um, and I don't agree with the win at all. I don't agree with the win. Because I don't condone, I don't I think I condone that behavior. And also, yeah. I don't feel strongly enough that he was the best anyway. I've never felt that way about about his nominations for King Richard. Yeah. I've always felt he was the default choice people chose because they didn't know what else to choose. Mm. And I felt like if Cumberbatch had gotten this, I could have been convinced that way too. I could have been like, sure. Mm. Um, Is there anyone that you would have picked out? picked out to win yeah cumberbatch so cumberbatch would have been your yeah. pick cumberbatch oh. would have been my pick um I, I i get why will smith was nominated but i'm sorry you made a mistake he needs to pay the price <laughs> yeah um i just remembered that uh he slapped chris rock so i'm, I'm just <laughs> i'm still laughing man take the floor <laughs> Well, at the end of the day, the category is best actor, not best behavior or best person. Or best fight. <laughs> or best fight. <laughs> so you need to judge on the actual skill of acting. Mm. Um, 
I still think Benedict was one up over Will Smith anyway. I'm pretty sure I said that in one of um, our earlier podcasts. So I was a bit sad that he didn't win. Yeah. But I mean, great on Will Smith. I mean, finally getting his first Oscar with a asterisk, I, I suppose, next to it. A little asterisk. A little yeah. asterisk. But yeah, from an acting perspective, mm. regardless of behavior, like you can give it to him easy. Did you see the speech? I did not see this. I saw- because, again, I was working at the same time. Yeah. I could see I was crying. I was like, okay, he must be emotional because his first uh, Oscar win and stuff. Yeah. But I haven't read into it or anything except for what you guys are saying right now. Mm. It was a strange yeah. speech, right? It was a strange speech. I, mean, I felt like he should have won before this. I'm actually surprised it's his first win here. Um, okay, but firstly, his speech, um, complete bullshit. Yeah. It's complete bullshit. Um, it's a nice way to save face. Uh, a mm-hmm. nice way to sort of... Uh, trying to draw sympathy. Yeah, trying mm-hmm. to draw sympathy. Trying to add a little bit more of an explanation to what why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you can't call yourself a vessel for love and slap <laughs> someone in the face fifteen minutes prior to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I sort of, I, I get the protective angle. Doesn't justify it, mate. Like you don't need to you don't need to tell us because you did what you did. You don't need to have to. Uh, you know, pull that angle, and I'm I'd be very curious to see what a speech would be if he didn't actually have this incident to begin with. Mm. Yeah, because he was going to win regardless. Um, yeah. so, and I I can hundred percent guarantee that he would not have his speech wouldn't have been this if mm. he didn't actually slap Chris Rock prior to it. Mm. Um, yeah, but to see two standing ovations before and after his speech was odd. You know, everyone mm. talks about, um, you know, love and, you know, empathy and all these sort of like good moral uh, sort of attributes. And then he does something that's not good. Yeah. Not, you know, something you can't condone. And then they just sort of celebrate him. I, I don't understand that angle. You know, there's this <sighs> part of me that is like, you know... It's probably a collective feeling in the room that maybe that's why the audience reacted the way they did. Yeah. A collective feel. You know, you get that in cinemas Mm. where there's this collective feeling where everyone's has the same energy. Yeah. Um, And perhaps that's what they felt in that room that night. Mm. Um, And, you know, maybe it's because a lot of them are actors and they all empathize with his perspective of feeling singled out and constantly um, shown bare to the world. Yeah. All your faults, all your problems. And, you know, um, perhaps they saw his actions going up there and hitting C- Chris Rock across the face <laughs> as, um, I don't know, courageous. Courageous. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe a part of them felt that way. Maybe yeah. a part of them felt this is justified. Mm. You know, like, don't don't put no. my life out there for entertainment. Yeah. Maybe they felt that way. But here's the core cool problem. Chris Rock is up here in front of millions of people exercising his free speech. Mm. You can't go up in front of millions of people and use violence. Yeah. That's just, that fundamentally breaks down every single point about love that you're perpetrating Mm. to your, to, to the people. And what's bizarre to me is that all these actors and actresses in the crowd, they bought right into it. They yeah. bought right into his passionate speech about empathy. Yeah. You know, with all their skill, they 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 were buying his emotion. Yeah. You should be able to see right through the bullshit. Mm. 
I mean, I, I, I read some comments that not everyone was, you know, standing up or clapping. So, and maybe a selection of sort of camera angles to show that he's getting lots yeah. of love and support. Yeah. And then, and then the actual reality of it is, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, this doesn't feel right to, you know. That's true. Get up and clap and cheer. So, I don't know. Um it, it was the it was the 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 the, the dismissal of it in mm. the room, um, forgotten. The, the, it like you had um, what was his name um, from? He's from get into the Greek. What's his name? He, he comes up anyway. He comes on the stage and he says, um, oh, I don't know what went on up there with with Chris and um, Will Smith, but we'll, we'll you know, we'll um, figure this out at the after party. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, with some drinks. You know, and yeah. and it's like dismissal right yeah. there, dismissal. Anthony Hopkins comes up on stage. Mm, yeah, Will Smith said it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dismissal. Yeah, it's like they're all up there and they're going, "Yep, fine, let's move on." Mm. <laughs> and the show goes on. Yeah, I mean, a person, I, I don't, I don't even know what you do with this. I mean. I don't know if I agree with, you know, taking the award away. I don't agree. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I agree with, you know, police reports. I don't I don't know what happens or what's going to transpire, but it, it's Oscar history right now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's forever embedded in the past and... Uh, a new meme is born. A new meme is born, yeah. What happened, happened, and sure, it happened. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I can't believe it, but... Anyway, I'm going to move on because we could talk about this one forever, I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're going to go on to the second and last one now. We got Best Actress. So the nominees for this one are Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Christian Stewart for Spencer, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Winner of this one, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Thoughts? Well, I haven't seen Tammy Faye yet, but I'm a little bit sad that Christian Stewart, my girl, didn't get didn't come through. We know. <laughs> we know. I was hoping, like you know, oh, there's like a little. I, I little had a thing. Slip where I'm like, oh, the upset potentially. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I can, again, I can't comment on um, Jessica Chastain because I haven't seen the film. I'm sure she did great. Mm. Um, it's her first Oscar win as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So both acting categories is their first one, but yeah, I would have liked to see. Uh, Christian Short get that one. Mm-hmm. Not Christian Short, then Olivia Coleman for Lost Order. You liked Olivia Coleman in Lost Order, right? Yeah. 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 Would you say Nicole Kidman's the I mean I'm not Nicole, Christian Short's the best nominee here? Or Coleman? They're both very close. Uh I'll go with Christian Short. I think she did a better job mm-hmm. in portraying um Princess Diana. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm the same here. I would say the only major Oscar movie I have not seen is Tammy Faye. Mm. um and i'm sure she's fantastic in it which is probably why she has the oscar right now yeah um out of the films i have seen which are all all of them there except for tammy Faye, mm. um i would give it to <laughs> olivia coleman oh um, yeah Interesting. yeah I, I thought she was fantastic in that role um mm. as she is in so many things yeah it's kind of like when they have it they have it yeah you know you're you're just watching them on screen kind of in awe yeah the acting ability she's like yeah. the uh modern age meryl street where she's just consistently good yeah yeah, yeah. i'm kind of getting sick of olivia coltman just retire because i think these other actresses they need a chance to compete in these awards <laughs> <Cling> <laughs> close get her award right <laughs> yeah 
No, Olivia Coleman's great and everything. Um, I haven't seen Lost Daughter. That's one I'm going to... Uh, I'll get to it when I need to. All I've actually seen is Nicole Kidman and Christian Stewart here. I haven't seen Parallel Mothers yet either. I intend to, of course. Uh, Christian Stewart. Um, uh, I thought she was the best so far. And I... It would be hard to find another actressing performance that would top that for me. Um, but, you know, if anyone can do it, do it, it, it's Coleman. And I am very intrigued to see Chastain because she started to really take control over this category earlier on, earlier than I expected in the, the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So mm-hmm. to see her, you know, really dominate this category by the end and to overcome Christian Stewart, who got so much acclaim beforehand, I just... Mm. I'm really curious to see what she brings to that role. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, our final one, our uh, the biggest category of the night, of course, we got our best picture. The nominees for this one is Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. And Coda won for this award. Uh, that is... The third award that it won was nominated for three and it won all three. Hundred percent success rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Coda winning Best Picture? I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but in the earlier podcast that we've done, I've said pretty much Power of the Dog was pretty much locking to win. Oh, well, I think we all Gu- expected that. Guaranteed. Yeah, we out. were all like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna win. <laughs> and and then, then last week, we're like. Okay, yeah. Coda raised up its things with the Producer Guild Awards. It did, and and when uh, it did that, I said that oh, I'm changing my prediction, and Coda's going to do the Green Book and upset, and well, upset. Wish I put yeah. money on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have made some bank from that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure it's rightfully deserved. I mean, you guys can comment on that, but yeah. Otherwise, I had Power of the Dog as my one. Uh what would have been your sort of vote out of the movies you've seen so far to win Best Picture? Belfast. Belfast, interesting. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't expect that answer from you. I don't know you liked it that much. That's interesting. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. No, yeah, that's a good movie. Good choice. Yeah. Oh God, can you please repeat the names. There are so many. Uh, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Oh God. Um. I don't know. It's a hard one. For some reason, I'm just kind of locked between West Side Story and... Honestly, probably West Side Story. To take it all? To take it all. I, I For some reason, I, I'm trying to rationalize it. And I, I've always found Best Picture to be the weirdest category. Because to me, I don't even know what it really means. It doesn't mean the best producers. Does it mean the best movie overall? Does it mean most influential film i think it means probably all of those things but that just Mm. makes it harder for me to figure out what should be where yeah um so for me i i I default to west side story because i i look at it and i go well this is the probably the most overall well-crafted film yeah um on like almost every level yeah um and so that's the reason i would pick it as best picture Mm. as opposed to you know other ones which have strengths in some areas and you know they're not so big in others yeah yeah, yeah. um i have no quarrels with coda winning mm. best picture i f- i actually felt it was quite expected yeah because 
it's probably the movie kind of movie that people want right now mm. and it's it's also very well made um and it's also you know it's yeah it's the movie people want right now where it's warm inspiring and but it's sad and it's, depressing it is well yeah it's bittersweet it is bittersweet bittersweet yeah yeah um but you know stuff like nightmare alley i feel like licorice pizza is nice and light and warm and fuzzy in its own little ways yeah a little bit odd it's uh, definitely a bit, bit awkward, awkward. And awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then you know then you have the power of the dog it's quite slow and muted and yeah. kind of bleak and then you've got dune which feels incomplete mm. and then you've got what else uh drive my car which is probably a little too obscure yeah. it didn't reach the popularity of something like parasite yeah so you know you're losing out in that area so it just to me it's like all of these other films have a shortcoming somewhere and the only and ones i like- feel don't are probably coda and um belfast dune no, no, I do feel Dune, it feels incomplete as a story. So, as a story. Yeah, as a story. But it's the most viewed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Don't Look Up. Yeah, Don't Look Up again, though, it comes back to my feeling about it being quite American, mm. Western. Yeah. I feel that's like most Hollywood movies, if anything. Yeah. 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 To be fair. Um, yeah, but no, I, th- I think you, um, you know, bang on the money there. Mm. I would actually put West Side Story as the most complete movie there the best picture yes. as the category suggests but the producers win at the end of the day and if it's a producer's award then coda because coda is a completely independent movie um it was shown at sundance at the start of 2021 mm-hmm. broke the record for most uh, awards won at sundance and then you know apple it was a bidding war and apple's was the one that won it so for producers to have faith and put you know into to the funder and to do everything towards it way down that stage in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, mm-hmm. you have to have a lot of faith in sort of what the movie is at that point. Yeah. And I don't think any of them would have expected this, but they put their faith in the picture and it came out to be what it is today. Um, but you know, if you're a producer and you get invited to be a part of a Steven Spielberg directed movie, no producers are going to say no to that. Yeah. It's just a like, Oh yeah. Free little award here kind of thing. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a, a running joke in the, um, yeah. in the industry where, um, no one says no to Steven Spielberg. Yeah. So, you know, he goes and he wants to make a movie. No producer will say no to him. Yeah. He, he, he is that guy and yeah. he's earned that kind of power. I feel, um, but in, ter- in terms of best picture, yeah, I, I think it's West Side Story at the end of the day. Um, trying to be as, you know, objective as I can. I think it's the most complete. I don't know if I put it in my favorite. It's definitely up there for me. Uh, you know, I got I got Belfast. I got Coda. I do love Don't Look Up. I loved, I actually love almost all of these movies here. And I, I can't wait to get them to drive my car. But like, uh, yeah, West Side Story would be my pick. And mm. But I'm not happy. Oh, I am happy that Coda won over Power of the Dog. That would have been much more preferable to me yeah yeah so that's it we've covered um we've covered a slap we've covered two little fan (laughs) favorites and we've covered uh all of the major categories of the academy awards uh thank you for tuning in to this very uh very lengthy movie game special (laughs) um yeah no we've had a good time here discussing all things of the academy awards a very crazy academy awards yeah for me it is probably the best and the worst academy awards i've ever been a part of yeah (laughs) yeah um 
you know and, and and as for our little specials coming up um it sort of depends on what happens and what the film industry does but yeah yeah it was nice to just talk about one thing and you know really dive into it so yeah. i hope you guys all had a good time and thanks for tuning in once again enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk to you next time see ya later bye bye